Sorry, guys. How you all doing tonight? Doing good, man. Doing good. Doing just good. A, uh, another day in the neighborhood. Trying to make this, this FanDuel money. You know, <laughs> you know, trying to make this money. Yeah. I, I literally, I had like $7 and like 52 cents or something. I got, right now I got three cents left in my FanDuel account. So I'm at least hoping to double up tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, I made the mistake of doing all cash games instead of double ups and, you know, 50 50s. And mm-hmm. it, it's paid off this week. And I know how like FanDuel and DraftKings works. Uh, that's why I only do like the NFL. Um, when I'm winning, I win. But boy, if I get too happy and I start losing, and I'm I'm uh, down yeah. like 150 dollars, um, uh, yeah. I'm going to be hot. So right. what I did is at the, at the beginning at the beginning of the season, I put in 10 bucks. I usually just start with 10 bucks. If I lose it, I lose it, and I don't re up right. until like week six. Um, and it just what I do is I usually re up around the time that my team, like my team, talking about Arizona or San Francisco, whenever they have a bye week, it's usually when I put more money in. Um, I didn't realize I won last week and I won like 28 bucks. So I was like, okay, I, I'm up, so I'm playing with house money. Let me go ahead right. and put a little bit in. So I put in another like $10, but I also put money in and I ended up winning. Yesterday's um not the early slate but the four PM slate. I do a okay. whole lot of um short slates because I'm better at picking that versus picking, you know, nine or ten games. I feel a exactly. little bit at ease with that. Um that's why when I see people like, oh, I play the Sunday slate and it's the ones, the fours, and the eights, I'm like, absolutely fucking not. That's where I ended up <laughs> losing. Um, right. and my my strategy, I don't read books about it. I don't read anything <laughs> like that. What I do is I pick a stud, a star, and a scrub. That, those are always my first three picks. And the scrub is somebody who I personally think like nobody else is looking for, but I know right. that that's the only person that somebody has to throw to. Um, and it's always a receiver. It's never a running back. Um, I've never, which is ironic to think about, I've never picked Ezekiel Elliott in DFS ever. Um, and I, I wouldn't even afford that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I have really bad. Yeah, he's really bad for DFS. When he's good, he's good. But the thing is, like, he's not worth the price for me. Like, he even since like his first game in the NFL, it's like, you know, they, I think they priced him at like twelve thousand five hundred. I was like, all the rookies start at like eight thousand dollars. Like, first week they always started either like you know between like I say like sixty seven hundred or like eight thousand. How is mm-hmm. he? Tw- and I get it. It's Ezekiel Elliott. And then he did nothing game one. So it's like, so people just pay $12,000 where they could have literally just did like, you know, two different players regardless, right? Right. But again, I've made out tonight. I feel like I'm going to lose, but I feel like this is going to be a snooze fest for the second half of this game. But I can tell everybody my lineup just in case. Um, the one that I actually well, it's, had, it's not I, that they could, <clears throat> I mean, you can, you can tell the lineup. They can't play it. It's locked. Or they can play the oh, second yeah, half. Well, yeah yeah well right now what i have is i have aaron jones jared goff uh marcus valdez scantling uh cephas and i had aaron Rodgers. now i knew what everybody was going to do they were going to go and put cephas in their mvp figuring that like his connection is with golf and i was like i understand he's the connection with golf but 
I never put a wide receiver in the MVP slot, mainly because it's always a first half thing. Like they'll go off for two touchdowns and then they're like radio silent for the second half. And everybody's excited that they got like 22 points. I'm like, congratulations. But like right now, <laughs> like Aaron Jones has nine carries, 49 yards, 32 point, 32.4 points. But the issue is they don't like when you have them in an MVP slot, like with running backs, they don't add the t- uh, the touchdowns <laughs> until fourth quarter, which is crazy because it's like I would be up right now. I think fa- at least FanDuel is kind of like bullshit with that. Jared Goff, yeah, for example, the- has – oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say FanDuel is really delayed with their scoring. Like, yeah, you know, up, up to delayed. the minute scoring and shit. And sometimes it'll take yeah. five minutes. Sometimes it'll – you know, it might not even come through until tomorrow morning. <laughs> so Yeah. Which is which is crazy because you look at it like Jared Goff thirteen for sixteen one hundred thirty seven two touchdowns thirteen point seventy eight points. Meanwhile, like I said, Aaron Jones has two touchdowns. I think one was a reception and then one was a rush touchdown. So he should actually actually, have actually 40 no, both of them both both of both them are receiving, receiving touchdowns. Both were receiving. So yeah, oh, because yeah, that first one, one he pitched it to him like a forward pass. So they they counted that as a uh, passing touchdown. Now, that's crazy because if you look at Aaron Rodgers, who's also in my lineup, they gave him the two touchdowns, 8 for 10, 75 yards, 11 points. But I have, obviously, Aaron Jones in my MVP, which I'm supposed to get 1.5. He only has 32. That doesn't match up for me. Um, and the one player who would have automatically knocked me into the top seven, who, like, he missed the pass slightly, was Valdez Scantlin. So that one actually pissed me off. Um, yeah, I, line, I told you yeah, I, like, just like I told you, if, that, if, if MVS does anything remotely close to something, that's a takedown lineup. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for it. Now, my, my, my sneaky lineup that I was, you know, I was hoping it would go off and it didn't um, was Aaron Rodgers at MVP, Jay Williams, who was the running back for Detroit, because I figured homeboy um, Deontay Swift wasn't going to do anything because he's questionable and he was before the game. Um, he's only giving me three points. I had Devontae Adams, um, 4.4 points. Hot, uh, TJ Hawkinson, 12 points, four receptions, 41 yards and a touchdown. But my my sneaky player that was going to take me to the promised lands, Randall Cobb. Now, oh, I, man, I forgot about his ass. Yeah. Not only did I forget, um, and I'm probably going to regret it. That's why I don't want to say this player's name and I won't. But Randall Cobb, the reason why he didn't have a good first game is because Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good first game either. So I figured, okay, right. maybe they, they'll work it out. And next thing you know, Randall Cobb will have fucking two touchdowns. Uh, so far, Randall Cobb has done the equivalent of watching angry porn, which is it's not going to give you a lot. <laughs> or, and yeah, it, it it's giving me nothing. So yeah, I'm, I'm very upset at myself for having Randall uh, Cobb. I should have I picked... Um, Somebody, but there's two players that I do not want Aaron Rodgers throwing to because they're going to take me out of the money, and everybody has them in that lineup. I think like 42 percent of the people have them. One Lazard. is a receiver, and yeah, yeah, and the other one is a tight end. And I'm hoping that Aaron Rodgers just Tanya. Oh, yeah, Robert Tanya. Yeah, I'm hoping that. Yeah, I hope that he just makes it right with uh, uh, Marquez Val, uh, Valdez Scantling. I hope he just gives him. If I just get one touchdown, maybe like 30 yards total. I'm still going to cash, but I would just like to get like triple digits instead of just single, you know, double, because I can do like five or 600. Like whenever it comes to FanDuel and DraftKings, a lot of people think, okay, you got to 
go for like the, the two hundred thousand. That would be amazing. But I also know there's a lot of people. But you also fucking, there's a lot of there's, oh, there's a lot of no, oh, I, of course you want to you want that big number, but mm-hmm. uh, it's one variance. We learned that yesterday. Yep. There was so mm-hmm. much variance yesterday. I mean, you got you had uh, Justin Herbert get two touchdowns taken away because of because of one taunting penalty or whatever. It was two. It was it was two stupid calls. Two stupid calls. Yeah. So yeah, two, two. So he scores if he get those two touchdowns. Lou, you know we win. Oh yeah, we were we were right on the cash right. One the cash line, like I was at work watching the, watching a little bit of that game. I kept sneaking out into our dining room and catching like 20, 30 seconds of it, like every 15, 20 minutes. So, mm. uh, yeah, well, it was bad. Yeah, hey, it, it was yeah, so much, I, last, so much. Variance I just last wanted night. Um, even the Sunday night game was a lot of variance. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to say, Luke? I can't. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I can't see who's listening. Like, uh, you, you guys have access to that. But uh, one of my really good friends, um, one of my really good friends that I uh, that I worked with a while back, I lived out of Georgia, his name's Jamar. Um, he was asking me about the yeah, podcast, he, and I told him. He's in here. I, he's in here. Oh, he is? Okay. Uh, yeah. Wanted to say, what's up, Jamar? How you doing? Uh, thanks for tuning in, and, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy the show, man. Absolutely. Well, speaking of enjoying the show, let's start it. Q is on you. All righty. I'm ready to go. Uh, in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Young, Black, and Bothered Sports Desk. I am Roy Q. I'm back, the lead host this week. Uh, yes, sir. Taking a little, <laughs> after taking a little break last week. Uh, and I am joined by the other two, and soon we will be a third voice that you will hear tonight. Uh, what's going on, y'all? This is Lou. I uh, hope everybody had a good week. Good weekend of college football and NFL football, and uh, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, and I am Shikari Richardson's social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, and it starts. Oh, and here, <laughs> I and love just it. Like the meme. And here we go. All right, so we were just uh, we were just talking before the before the show started about uh, DFS um, and this uh, this Monday night game, which has actually turned out so far. We're now. It, the game is now at halftime, but it's been a very, very, it's been a pretty entertaining game. Um, I thought that, um, you know, the game script and the narrative was, of course, uh, Olivia's Olivia Nunn's little boy toy uh, would be pissed because he, uh, he threw he threw last game. <laughs> he, yeah, let's just say he threw that game. Like he got the cash app notification before the game and was like, fuck it, I'm out. <clears throat> Um, uh, I thought he was. I thought he would come out and throw four touchdown passes in the first half, completely bury the Lions. Because I, I got to give, I got to give the Lions credit. They are they're, they're playing decent. Jared Goff has only made one mistake. 
and it didn't cost him. It just caught it. It could have been a fumble, which it wasn't, which is great for us. Um, DFS wise, if you played him in your lineup tonight, um, but it was ruled an intentional grounding. I don't know why it was ruled intentional grounding. He was outside the top of the box, but hey, whatever. Um, but he's right. been playing like you know he's been playing decent. He he hasn't had a Jared Goff. Uh, he hasn't had a, a typical Jared Goff day um, yet. With the you know yet. Got a whole other hat. Somewhat. Not going wood on that one. Uh, so, but yeah, I thought this game, you know, just the, the, the narrative of this game also different, you know. Uh, speaking of narratives, today is Devontae Adams' daughter's birthday. So he got some of the extra motivation to play well in this game. Um, and it's the first game that they've had fans um, at. A, you know, a full stadium at Lambeau Field in almost in in almost two years. So there's a lot of narratives in this game, but it's, it's been a really, really entertaining game so far. I think it's even more entertaining because Peyton and Eli are at, on ESPN2 um, just pouring loads and loads of football knowledge. Like, it, I don't even want to, I, I don't even want to listen to the main broadcast anymore. Like, I'm not just the main broadcast yeah. anymore because it sucks. Because Steve Levy sucks. Brian Greasy sucks. Um, Lou Riddick, he's all right, but I don't want to listen to him. I, I, want to, I want to soak in as much knowledge from Eli. And uh, well, definitely Peyton. Uh, Eli can go uh, swim in the Pacific. But uh, <laughs> Eli, Eli looks drunk as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he had a cup. He's had a couple of Miller lights before the game, <laughs> before the podcast, and probably having some right now. When we did see Peyton with the red cup, I wonder what's in that cup, Peyton. What's in that cup? Because you know, the red cup is not always juice or water. It's, yep. it's missed or something. <laughs> but um, so I want to start this off. Uh, if anyone, if you have any hot takes or uh, whatever, if you, uh, Go ahead and get them out now so that we can dive straight in because we have a full docket tonight. Um, yes. Um, where do you want to start to? Because like you see, I have my talking points. A lot of them are football related, but I have a hot, like just a, a hot take that I, I want to say because of Twitter. And it's not even my own. Here's the hot take. Go ahead. It's NBA related. Um, John Wall should stay in Houston. It's not a it's not an issue that it's not an issue of him wanting to be in Houston. Houston don't want him because they just drafted four teenagers. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess the hot take for me it's not the fact that he should stay in Houston. I just want to know from you know my, my two fellas here, like where's a good landing spot if he were to go somewhere? Oh man, uh, I know it's, uh, it. It would have to, it would have to be a playoff team. Like I know there's some talk of him uh, going to the ground of the NBA, which is Oklahoma City. But that's that's a that's a that's a you know that's a salary dump, and Oklahoma City's not winning really <clears> for the next ten years. So I wouldn't go there. I I wouldn't go there. I mean, if he goes there, it's, he's an instant buyout candidate. Um, but I, 
it has to be a playoff team and it has to be a championship contender. It's time to get this man a ring. I get this man a ring. Um, you know, he's basically had three seasons wiped completely out um, because of injuries. He's lost. He's, you know, he's lost a considerable amount of his explosiveness, um, which is expected with an Achilles injury, um, especially for someone who uh, whose game was predicated on athleticism. Um, it's not like it's not like you know he's not like Kevin Durant who doesn't need to be athletic. All he needs to do is elevate to shoot the ball, you know. <laughs> um, but for a player like John Wall to lose that athleticism, it it it, it changes who it changes his game tremendously. Like he basically is just one basically one dimensional now, um, and he's not a good shooter. He wasn't a good sh- he wasn't a good shooter to begin with. Like his shot has got his shot got better um, before all those injuries happened when he was in DC. But he was not even then. He was not a great shooter. Like that's what his game was gonna. Ha- he's gonna have to become like Jason. Like he's gonna have to become like Jason Kidd. You know, Jason Kidd had like all that athleticism when he was younger. And as he got and when he got older, <clears throat> you know, when he got older, he turned into a jump shooter because his shot. He developed his like his shot developed late in his career. That's who John Wall needs to model his game after right now because he, he, the athleticism they ain't coming back. You can you can do all the Kobe okay to sell all you want, but it's not coming back. Two things. Um, number one, do you think that he would want to go to a team in the West? Because if he if he goes to the East. He's going to have to deal with uh, uh, with Giannis. He's going to have to deal with Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Now, if you go to the West, I mean, what do you got? You got the Lakers. All right, you got to, you know some more playoff teams, of course. But would my second thing is would he want to start, or do you think he would mind coming off the bench? That is an excellent. An excellent question. I don't. Think I know, would, right? I don't. I don't think he would. I don't think he would want to come off the bench. He would want to be in, in a start position, or or a six, you know, as a right. six man. But what teams are in a position that, like, if we're looking at the West, we're not going to talk about the East right now. We're looking at a team in the West. Where does he go? Um. I'm going to just throw out something. I know we are only talking West Coast, but I have to say this. Somebody from Philly has to leave if John Wall is going to get there. And I feel like this guy's trade. You know know who's going to leave. (laughs) Absolutely. So this guy threw out a trade that I said, the shit sounds so good to be true. It shouldn't happen. But it still sounds really good. Um, Philly is going to get... John Wall, Jaden McDaniels, and two firsts from Minnesota. Uh, from Minnesota, the Rockets get Malik Beasley, Prince, another salary, and two seconds from Minnesota. Timberwolves get Ben Simmons, and then other salaries where needed. If this happens, boy, um, the Wol- honestly, all three teams end up being like netting really good players overall. And Philly gets John Wall where he wants to be because I don't think John Wall wants to be out west. You don't think? Well, I, I 
that trade sounds good in theory. It sounds good in theory. But what Philly needs is the shooters around Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. John Wall isn't a shooter. Not at all. He does not, he does not shoot the ball well. And that's going to – so basically, you went from – so basically, this is Philly. Philly gets John Wall. Philly gets John Wall. You go from a – you remember, John, John, John Wall's 31 now. Yeah. 31 now. <clears throat> and he doesn't – I mean, he's a – I would say he can't shoot. He's not good at it. <laughs> you know? He's not good at it. So you go – Send him to Philly, and that clogs the offense even more for, for Embiid. Embiid needs spacing. That's that's what you see. What did you, what did you see Philly do last year? They went and got shooters. They got Danny Green. They got <clears throat> they traded for Danny Green. They signed Seth mm-hmm. Curry. You need a you need a point guard in Philly, or or you need a lead guard in Philly that can threaten the defense, that can stretch the defense out. For Embiid to do his, for Embiid to do his work in the middle, and I John Wall there. is a player. John Wall is that's a true. player. That is why like, the big thing is that's why everyone's watching Portland. Ben Simmons. That's who I was just going to bring up too. Ben Simmons is going to Ben Simmons is going to end up in Portland for either for either um, Lillard or more. More likely to happen, CJ McCollum. And that's CJ, that's CJ, that's CJ, Ben Simmons trade would be a straight up trade. Yeah. Straight up. Like, no draft. They, Philly might throw in a draft pick as a sweetener, but that's a straight up trade. They, their, their salaries match. That's true. Their salaries match. And, mm. and Ben Simmons would be a greater fit next to Damian Lillard because then Damian ain't got to worry about defense. And yeah, C- we all know he's and never. CJ, <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't and, never worried about defense and, so far in the league, right? And for Philly, CJ McCollum is a glove is a glove and hand fit with with Embiid. He stretches the, he has the ability to stretch the floor, which is just going to open up even more more avenues and pathways for Embiid on the offensive end. And CJ ain't got to worry about. DJ ain't got to worry about playing defense because you got one of the best centers in the league backing you up. So I, I see I that's the trade I see happening. That's the trade I see happening. Like if it's a CJ, is it if it's been for CJ, that's straight up. If if Dame is like, get me the fuck out of here, then that's when you you'll see additional assets because for Portland, you're trading away your franchise player. It's true. So that's, no, where like that. that's where the extra picks and everything will come into play. But like I said, if it's, a, if it's CJ for Ben, that's, it's a, that's a straight up trade. Like they're getting traded for each other. And there's no ancillary pieces. There's no ancillary pieces, no draft picks, none of that, or salary filler bullshit that's going into it. They're going for each other straight up. Okay, here's my next question. If that does happen, say, say Ben gets traded for CJ. Does does that still make Portland a playoff team? Mm. With Ben's defense, yes. Because he there, there he ain't got to worry about. He, he, he don't have to worry about shooting. 
he can play Ashley. They can. They can so you just gonna have victory. you just gonna have Dame just the throw up you can thirty up. shots a game then all season. But then also look, look what opens up for look what opens up for Portland. You can move um, you can move Norm Powell into the two guard spot. His shot isn't as good as CJ's, but he ha- he ha- he has a jump he has a jumper he has a jumper and. Their defense improves. Portland's defense improves because you can put Ben and Robert Covington on just about anybody. Like we all know, now, ben, can, ben can defend one through five. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to overtake, but Hugh, could you please give us a score of the Monday Night Football game? Because I know people are wondering. Sure can. Step inside and tell you. Uh, oh, I'm watching right now. I can tell you if you want. It's twenty to seventeen. Um, Green Bay. Green Bay just scored a touchdown. And I, if you can tell who scored that, Aaron Rodgers threw it to Robert Tanyan. Of course, mother. Of course, mother. Of mother fucking vulture. Mother of fucking course. vulture. Reminds me of Richard Rodgers just two years ago. Now he's talking about he has ice in his veins. Come on, come on, Aaron. <laughs> you just had an ice box where your heart used to be last week. Fuck are we talking about? I hate this guy. <laughs> I fucking hate this dude. God, if I didn't need him for fantasy, it would be fucking Aaron Rodgers forever. Like, what are we doing here? He's like, I got ice in my veins, dude. You're up by three. <laughs> yeah, against Detroit too. What the fuck is going on? Oh my god, yo, this this idiot is bogus. Cute, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Is, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't going to overtake. I have to with Aaron Rodgers today. Three no, points, and you go have ahead. ice in your veins. What the fuck? Are we do? what are we doing? Like, what oh, are we actually like? What is what are we actually watching right now? <laughs> here's the oh, thing: man. this game shouldn't be as good as it is. But here's the thing: when Q said that earlier that this game is good, it wasn't because of Green Bay. It was because of Aaron Jones's ability to actually get off like no matter what he can break a tackle and he just gets in the end zone we like that mm-hmm. but then the more entertaining part of monday night's game as we watched live i will tell you this detroit looks good Very detroit good. looks fucking good and do i know any of their receivers absolutely fucking not do i believe their run game is stout absolutely fucking not um if I could just go back, if you give me one second, Q, when we picked mm-hmm. Detroit, I don't remember what the over and under was. I said it was a push, and Q and Lou said under. Q, if you could remember how many games it was, actually, please feel free to let me know. What I do know is this. We did not believe in them, and they're doing this against Green Bay, who, for all intents and purposes, everyone is saying Green Bay is supposed to be in the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know when the Super Bowl became the fucking Royal Rumble and everybody just ends up in the fucking Super Bowl, but Green Bay don't deserve to be in the Super Bowl at all. No, they don't. They don't belong. They honestly do not belong to be anything more than the seventh, you know, team in the playoffs this year, if that. And the only reason I'm giving that to them is because of their offensive line, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. I wish I could say uh, Bruce Almighty, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers. Like, I-, I wish I could hope that he's going to have a good season. But if they don't get into the playoffs 
by the grace of God or, you know, Mason Crosby's legs getting them through the fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers got to be, he has to show me something. Because he, he missed a wide open throw to Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. And I said that and I was like, yo, he don't miss those passes. When your receivers are looking at you like, Aaron, what the fuck? What, what is going on? Lace is out, Dan. What, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? But I, I've, I've said enough, man. I don't want to piss people off. You are, you know, people hate me for Kyrie and uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, oh, we gonna talk about Kyrie a little later. We are gonna talk about Kyrie a little later. Okay. Oh, we didn't talk about him last week, did we? Oh, no, we didn't. We we did Daytime. a little bit. A little bit. No, 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 no. He is on the he is on the docket for tonight. He is on, on the, the docket, docket for tonight. Yes, he is on the docket for tonight. <laughs> oh yes, Lord. This is like the NFL back arriving. Speaking of the NFL, what? Uh, just give you give me some reactions to to the games that happened yesterday. What right. did you know? This? Um, what did you learn? Do you want me to just run them down? Because that those were the talking points. I'll just run them down. I'll be really brief. Yeah. Number one, um, Derek Carr is an MVP candidate for the last three years. Um, when I say last three years, Q and I said last year, we were like, yo, Derek Carr looks really fucking good. And if it wasn't for the offensive line imploding and them going on that losing streak like between like weeks like eight and thirteen, yeah, um, we would honestly be trying to figure out if the MVP candidate would have been Derek Carr or um, what's his name, Josh Allen last year. That's just my personal opinion. You don't have to believe me. Number two on this list of my talking points. Um, I was in the clubhouse room and they asked, and I want to ask my fellas here. Um, one of two questions. Is Lamar Jackson a top five quarterback or is he a top three athlete in the NFL currently? I'll go first. first all, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're right. Go ahead. I'll, I'll finish after you. Uh, first of all, Lamar Jackson is a terrible quarterback. Mm. Terrible quarterback. He's a terrible quarterback. He cannot throw. He cannot throw. Mm. And anyone that says he can, show me some tape. Uh-oh. Show me some tape. Hey, go Q. Hey, go. Where's my fucking soundboard? Let's go Q. They <laughs> show Please show me some tape. He threw two interceptions. He threw two bad interceptions last night. Two. Two. You know what saved that game? His legs. Yep. RB1. He's R- he, is li- he is literally RB1 in Baltimore. And but as a quarterback? No. 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 I, yeah. I, no. 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 Like well, I said, that, if, anyone think, if anyone thinks, if anyone thinks otherwise, show me. Please show me some tape. Please show well, that, me some that's tape. Why I of him making, that's why I, of him making a throw, an NFL quarter, NFL starting, caliber starting quarterback would make. I agree. That, can he do that's it? why I wanted to. No. That's why I wanted to pose the question of you know, Andy's throwing interception. Oh, thank God it went out of bounds. But anyway, that's why I wanted to pose the question of if he is a top five quarterback. Boy, top three athletes. Now, there are two different categories there. So a lot of people, you know, you may have listened to previous episodes where we were talking about the top 100 players in the NFL. And we did that whole top 10 and stuff like that. And I, if I can remember, I want to say Lamar Jackson was like either right 
on the edge of that top ten, or he wasn't in it at all. Can't remember. No, he was. He was. Yeah, he. I think he was number. He was in the. He was in the. In the twenties. He was in the twenties. Now, for me, when I think of like him, if we had to say like overall, um, I have to give him like top three athlete. Um, he he definitely is athletic, and I didn't want to be disrespectful and say it's not that hard to be athletic, but seeing what he did last night, that was athleticism, which I commend yes. and I appreciate. However, there's not a snowball chance in hell Lamar Jackson is a top five quarterback in the league. Um, and the reason why I say that is as long as Tom Brady is there, that's for me, you know how I feel. Um, and I'm not even the biggest Tom Brady fan, but I will tell you this. As long as he's there, it's like LeBron. Like, I don't give a fuck if LeBron only played 16 games that season. You're going to say LeBron's the best player in the league. I- I've seen this shit happen. I've literally seen people like, yo, like LeBron, he- he- he's out with an injury. He's not going to play for three months. But guess what? <laughs> he's an MVP candidate. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, What? Like, have I been the only person that's seen that shit? Was like, yo, like, remember the year that, um, like, Clay Thompson and um, Steph were out with injuries, and like, Steph was still getting MVP votes, and he was still ended up getting like All Star votes to the point where people were like, yo, you can't vote for players who aren't playing. What are we doing? He was an All Star. Like, yeah, that was two. That was two years ago when two. Yeah, it was two years ago when the Warriors were exceptionally bad, and that's how they got James yeah. Wiseman last year. And not only was not only was Steph an all an all star, he was voted a starter. <laughs> exactly, and, and that's how I feel about the NFL. With no disrespect, um, I'm not going to go over the top five tight ends. I feel like that's something that we can honestly, like, we can save. I want to save like not tight ends, uh, quarterbacks. I want to do that maybe like week six because I feel like we will have enough tape, we'll have enough evidence, and more importantly. These matchups right now that are happening, like they're doing a lot of like rivalry games, and let's get these out of the way just in case they get injured. AKA like Sunday night football, they were like, Shit, we gotta have that game. But Q will talk about that a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. Number three on my list, which is actually number four on my list, Carson Wentz. Q has said a lot of things that I thought have been absolutely fucking egregious on this desk. And trust me, I've said the same. I've said just as many, but I'm going to say this and I'm going to double down on it. And boy, I hope I say it as disrespectfully as I can possibly say it. Carson Wentz has, has lost six games in a row and he's injured, not one, but both ankles. And ESPN said they are still a playoff caliber team to which I literally laughed out in silence. I don't know how it's possible to laugh out in silence, but you ever like just laugh and there's nothing that comes out because the shit's so funny that even like air doesn't get it. <laughs> you just shake your head. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Go ahead, Q. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna explain why 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 um, Indy is is still looked at as a as a as a playoff caliber team. It's their defense. It, they haven't showed me shit the first two weeks. I'm it's still trying defense. to figure it out too. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out too. No, no, no. I, I get it, but that's but, but that's why it's their defense. Their defense. But what? Hold on. If you what's if their you record? Could, could you please tell us what was their one? I need the record and their score though, because like I, I believe you, but my issue is like when I see their stat lines and stuff like that, and when I watch the games, be it like red zone or when I actually like scroll through, I look at it and I'm not entertained. 
right, let me so let me look it up. Let me look it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. ESPN. Actually, I don't want to go to ESPN. Here, I got it. All right. Uh, week one, they lost to Seattle at home, twenty-eight to sixteen. Wow. And week two, they lost at home to the Los Angeles Rams, twenty-seven twenty-four. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to shoot them some bail for their defense to play those two offenses. I can't really fault them. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to give them a pass for a couple more weeks. Who do they play uh, this Sunday? Yeah, the Titans. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. And who do they play after that? Uh, um, then the Dolphins. Yep. In Miami. Let, let, let's reconvene after the Miami game. Um, I, I don't want to, like, say it's too soon, but I also know, like, he he's out right now with two bad ankles. Um, I don't know how you hurt every part of your body except for your throwing arm, and you still can't win a game. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> because Carson, because Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad he quarterback. Right. So, so 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 he was saved. He was saved the Super Bowl year, you know, towards ACL. The year after that, mm-hmm. I mean, the year before that. He only played what twelve games. Only played twelve games. Mm-hmm. It's back like the scheme and um, Nick Foles saved him. Nick Foles saved him. Yeah, because you know at the time it was like, all right, Carson goes down. If Carson goes down, all right, we got Nick, we got Nick Foles. You know what else saved him? Having the having one of best wide receivers in the league at the time in uh, shit what's his name uh, well he's not the best anymore <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he Deshaun had, Jackson he had, no, no 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 fuck Deshaun you talk about with Philly yeah and fuck Deshaun oh. Jackson only show up for week one and then he's injured the rest of the season fuck him fuck him yeah. Um, talk, uh, yeah. uh, 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 they're tight ends. Zach Ertz. Yes. So he has Zach. So he okay. has Zach Ertz. He has Zach okay. Ertz and, and the receiver. Shit. What is his fucking name? Oh my God. For who again? Uh, Philadelphia. But that was um, how many years ago? He was there last Three year. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Yes. Alshon Jeffrey. I never thought Alshon was that good. To be honest, I mean, he was. A, he was. A, he, he was, uh, well, he was, he was decent. I mean, yes, yeah, but he, like he had, he had, he had actual weapons, and it, you know, especially if Deshaun could play, if he wasn't, if he didn't pull his hamstring or or pull his groin or all other phantom injuries that he always gets around the fifth week of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he because he's not, because because he said on it's getting a lap dance every day. Um talk that shit Q. <laughs> talk but, that shit Q. Yeah, but other than that, uh Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. It's a bad quarterback. Absolutely. You don't, don't you don't trust quarterbacks in North Dakota State. Unless their name is Trey Lance. 
which yep. I have his whoopee card. Now, I have a I have a whoopee card of him. <laughs> now, my my last little um, it's not even a week two reaction. It's on the talking points, and I'm done until number six on this list. Um, I looked at the schedule, and apparently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be playing New England in New England on Sunday Night Football in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, and. Again, on Clubhouse, because that, that, that's my, my guilty pleasure. I get on Clubhouse and listen to people lie to each other because they refuse to pick anybody but their favorite team, right? And a guy said something that it, it hit me like a sack of bricks. He said, should Bruce Arians bench Tom Brady for that game to protect him, knowing that the Patriots are going to be gunning for Tom Brady leaving them? And I said, I absolutely think that you know, Bill Belichick definitely has a bounty gate on Tom Brady for that game. Every, every Patriots, like, defensive <laughs> player is going to be gunning for Tom Brady. And that's absolutely fine in my personal opinion. By the way, that honestly, he just left on his own. He, he pulled LeBron. I don't want to be in Cleveland no more. Like, I'm, I'm going to bounce. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, he's going to, you know, Brady's going to get his respect. They're going to do the whole, like, you know, introduction montage of this is how good you were, blah, 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 blah. You gave us all these rings. Tom Brady's going to come out a quarter, maybe two. They're going to go up maybe, like, 23 to, like, nine. And they're going to bench Tom Brady. They're going to bench him because they're going to have Matt Jones going against who is the fucking uh, rookie quarterback that they drafted? This year, oh god, Q, help me out. Like Kyle Trask. Yeah. yes, Kyle Trask. Oh, that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're going to want to use this game, especially if Brady has them up to just test the waters. Be like, you know what, rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback. Tom Brady, he did what he could, and you know what, he's not going to play four quarters. Why? We can rest him because next week is the game that actually matters for Tom Brady. He has to play Miami, which sad enough, <laughs> sad enough, he has to play Miami the week after and it's in Tampa Bay, but it's to them, it's playoff implications at that point. Like new England don't matter to him. Like Tua, you know, obviously being out, you know, in Miami, possibly that week, that game matters to him when it comes to seeding. So he has to be in that game, but new England, he's like, ah, like it's y'all. So how do y'all feel? Do you feel like they're going to bench Brady at some no way. point during that new England game? No way. No. You think he's playing no. all four quarters? Yes, yes, <laughs> without a doubt. Because number one, when he, when he, I mean, yes, it could be a blowout. I mean, it very well could be. Um, but for Brady to come back home, what he he gave what seventeen years in New England? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the fans have nothing but love for that dude. Mm-hmm. So. I I mean, as far as what you said about Belichick having it out for Brady, I could definitely see that. <laughs> I yeah. could definitely see that. But as far as like him not playing or already playing a half or something like that, the only way he comes out is if New England is up like forty five nothing at halftime or something like that, which is very plausible. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Especially if Gronk keeps playing. Like he has the last two weeks. Yeah. I, I understand yeah, what I, you're saying. I, it, it, it has valid points, but 
I, I just, I mean, especially a primetime game, everybody wants to see across the country, wants to see Brady back in New England against New England. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't I see it happening, right. though. That, that, that was all I really wanted to talk about. Now, I want Q to get his shit off because, you know, we haven't <laughs> talked since last Monday. And um, Q, there was a game that happened on Thursday. <laughs> that's, a classic, that's a classic game that happened on it was a game that happened on Thursday and it gave me it gave me four heart attacks but you pulled victorious <laughs> wait not four. Four? Four. four I know right oh, four <laughs> that fourth quarter was crazy that fourth quarter was yeah. crazy but I think so. here's my takeaways from, the, from, from that game uh, and that is the, that was the Washington football team versus the New York Giants. All right. First, Dane Jones, another bad quarterback. Wait, that boy can run. Uh, two, Taylor Heineke is the truth. Taylor Heineke, <clears throat> Taylor Heineke can definitely be a starting quarterback in this league. He just needed the opportunity. And he has a great one because Brian Fitzpatrick is not walking through that door for another seven weeks. Um, <clears throat> at least another, another seven weeks. And if Washington is at 500, if we're at 500 by week 10, Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And I think I, I think uh, Ron Rivera would will use um, will use Fitzpatrick like how Miami used him last year. It's basically, um, bring him bringing him you know bring him out from the bullpen um, if he need if he needs it if if the team needs a spark. But I think Taylor Heineke will win this job for the rest of the season. Uh, number three. <clears throat> Number three, Washington secondary sucks. <laughs> no, I, and I'm saying this as someone who passionately supports this team. The secondary sucks. William Jackson got William Jackson got burnt once. Got nearly got burnt twice um, on that on that touchdown pass that Darius Slayton didn't catch, <laughs> which he should. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't. Um, this team should not have cut Jimmy Moreland at all. They should not. At they all. should not. They should not have cut Jimmy Moreland. They should not have cut Jimmy Moreland. The one that should have been cut was uh, the, the the other safety that that uh, I can't even I, I can't even think of his name right now. But they should not have cut Jimmy Moreland. I think um, Saint Juice ben, Benjamin Saint Juice is going to be a decent cornerback, but it should have, like Jimmy Moreland should have, Jimmy Moreland should have stayed. They should not have cut him. Um, boy. Cam Curl is the truth, but his other safety counterpart, Landon Collins, man, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in D.C. I don't, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in D.C. 
And yeah, don't get me don't man, don't get me wrong. I like Landon Collins, but that that Achilles injury that he suffered last year, mm, he got to show me more. He got to show me more. Um, he came, he came from the New York Giants, right? I'm sure did. Okay. So so you know you get it. Like that was a narrative thing. He in the three years in the you know the two years that he before this season that he was in Washington, he the, the Washington football team was 0-4 against the Giants. They were 0-4. So he had a lot of narrative. So there was a lot of narrative in this game for him. So, you know, and he played okay, but he's going to have to show me more. Um, our linebacking four, Jamin, Jamin Davis is a stud. Like, that was a, that was a great first-round pick. That was a great first-round pick. Um, I need Boston to show me more. I need Boston to do more. Um, because um, too many teams, uh, the, the, the Chargers last week, the Giants this week, um, they've been getting too much. They've been getting too much out of the, out of, uh, you know, middle coverage. So like the linebackers got to step it up. Linebackers got to step it up. I really do. Like I said, I really do believe in James Davis. James Davis is the truth. Um, and there's not much more I can say about that defensive line. Like Montez Sweat's playing his ass off. Jonathan Allen has more sacks this year than this in two games that he had all of last season. All of last season. He had two sacks last year. He has three. He had two. He had two on. He had two on Thursday. So he he has more. He has more sacks in two games than he did all last season. I think that contract extension he signed gave him some motivation. Well, yeah, money. Money does motivate people. <laughs> um, um, let me just give the listeners a quick update on the football game. Um, Aaron Rodgers just uh, threw another touchdown to Aaron Jones and they're up 28 to 17, I believe. Yeah, 28 right, to 17 now. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Shout out to shout out to Aaron Jones in my MVP slot tonight. Um, now, what happened? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I had to walk the dog. <laughs> uh, um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers just threw another touchdown to Aaron Jones. Oh, this is so beautiful. Give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> They're up 28-17. Give me my money. <laughs> Show me the money. Uh, <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> All right, Q. You uh, anything else about uh, Washington? Um, we're gonna lose next week. We're gonna lose on Sunday. We're gonna lose. Wow. I think it's gonna be a good game. Who, who y'all playing? Uh, oh, we'll we'll, we'll go down the list later. We'll go down the list later. No, no, no. We'll go down the list again. We're, we're playing the incoming MVP, Josh Allen, in the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Hot take. In Buffalo. Hot take. Go ahead. Josh Allen ain't winning MVP this year. I'm sorry. Right now, that is Kyler <laughs> oh, Murray's to good. lose. No, no, that no, is I, Kyler I, yeah. Murray's to lose right yeah, now. Yes. And, and we're going to yes. we're going to talk yes, and we're going to talk about the legend of Kyler Murray in just a second. Okay. But before we before we get before we get into that, 
before we get into that, <laughs> the NFL has a fucking problem. If you look, if you see the show title, it says "Flag for 20. We said that when the, we said we said we said this before the season, during the free season, that that taunting shit, that taunting penalty, that the, the, the you know the increased emphasis in taunting and taunting calls was going to backfire in the league's face. And there, it this this past yesterday showed it. Yesterday showed it. And you know you know why. You know why there's this emphasis on taunting right now? All because of one, all because of one white owner, John Mayer, oh, no. of the New York Giants. Of course. Hey NFL. Hey, hey Roger, stupid, stupid Dale. Get rid of, get rid of, get get rid of this shit. You mean to tell me if I make a Huge play, and I get up and I celebrate. That's taunting. That's taunting. Hell no! You know what? You you, you know when you, you know when it's really going to cause a shit sh- a shit storm. If this costs a team a game in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, they're no going to get they're get they're going to get you guarantee you, I guarantee you this. Let this happen on a big, on a really, really big stage, like, like in two weeks when Brady is in, when Brady goes to New England, and exactly, or exactly, or, or you know, like, uh, uh, give me another shit great team. Oh, it happens to Mahomes when Mahomes is when Kansas City is playing the the fucking. Um, Chargers, shit, yep. the Chargers or the or the Seahawks or the Seahawks. That rule will be gone instantly, like within 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 twenty four hours. Like it's a bad, it's just like it's it's just a bad rule. It's a bad. Rule. It is. It's it's, it's horrible. It's not. Let let the, it's let them have with fun. The NFL, though. It's not issue with the NFL. Like you make the the, the great rule of guess what? You know what? Players of certain positions are allowed to just wear jerseys in different numbers. That's cool. But then he's like, this room. It's like, what, why the fuck are we doing this room? It sounds stupid. It just sounds dumb. All because of John Mayer. That's why. John Mayer. He's the, he was the only owner, the only owner that said, hey, we have a problem with taunting. With taunting. With taunting. That's, that's, that's legislated out of the game. You white old white bastard, shut the fuck up and sit down and watch the fucking game. Or how about, or how about improve your team so that they can actually win a game? Like go get a quarterback that can actually throw the fucking ball and not turn it over twice a game. That turn it over twice a game, and maybe you will win some fucking games. How about you fire your general manager and hire one that actually knows a little bit about football? How about giving your? How about how about not signing? Every Detroit former Detroit Lion uh, wide receiver, you see how that you see how that worked out. Like already, um, Kenny Galladay is pissed with Daniel Jones. <laughs> the same shit happened with Golden Tate, and he got Golden Tate out the fucking thing. You replace Golden Tate with Kenny Galladay, who can't stay on the fucking field himself. Garbage. <sighs> Man, 
Well, I'm glad I'm not a New York Giants fan. How about that? All right. <laughs> moving, moving right along. Moving right along. And let's get into the legend, otherwise known as Kylo Murray. That boy is playing his ass off. Thoughts? You know I love it. You know my squad. Um, now, Q knows, and he can attest to this. Yes, I do enjoy the San Francisco 49ers, but everybody knows I am one of seven Arizona Cardinals fans that are of color on planet Earth. Um, I used to get shit thrown at me. Like, like not literally, but you know what I mean. Like, Greg, you're a Cardinals fan? They're bums. They're trash. They got Kurt Warner. Like, all, all this shit, right? To, so, for Kyler Murray to now be, like, an MVP candidate and front-running it, actually, um, when I think of the Arizona Cardinals with any other quarterback, you know who they are? The Chargers. A.K.A. the Squatters. Yeah. And we, we dealt with that with, you know, for quite a long, you know, a long time. Like Arizona's like, you know what? We don't want to be like every other team who's getting a quarterback who's mobile. We want to get the quarterback who's going to be like the next Peyton Manning. We're going to get the next quarterback who's going to be the next Drew Brees. It's like, how about get a quarterback that can actually run when motherfuckers are trying to kill them? How about that? How about doing that? That, that actually works. And it's proven. I mean, except for Lamar Jackson, because, I mean, water's wet. But... With Arizona, um, I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but with Kyler Murray, I feel like he has all the pieces right now that Russell Wilson had when he won that chip. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the pieces. Mm-hmm. He, 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 and let me tell you the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And let me tell you who is going who the sleeper this year, Rondale Moore. Talk your shit, Q. <laughs> he is going. Oh, he is going to be Robert. He's going to be Robert even two by week six, mm-hmm. or he's going to be fucking Tyler Lockett for years to come. I see it, man. It's there. Yeah, it's there. I mean, it, 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 it's beautiful to see. Like, I mean, you know, with with more and you know, Christian Kirk has been playing pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. Kyler doesn't have to like doesn't Kyler doesn't have to focus all his energy. On on DeAndre Hopkins, like he can actually yep. spread the ball around now. Um, mm-hmm. He can actually spread the ball around now, and that's just, that's just going to make DeAndre Hopkins even more dangerous. Because you're not don't be able to don't forget, they still got AJ Green too. That, you know what? I was going to actually say that, Lou. Do you mm-hmm. feel like AJ Green might end up being the Javale McGee of the NFL by the end of his career? Uh, I think the end of his career is closer than we think. Um, I think so too. Because his injury that he had last year, it just lingered and lingered and lingered. So, you know, he was coming back in week five, then he was held out another two weeks, then, you know, couldn't come back again. But I I mean, right now in Arizona, in, 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 any other roster, AJ Green would probably be like the number two, number three wide receiver. He's, I think, he's actually like the number four wide receiver yeah. right now in Arizona. Yeah, he's wide receiver yeah. four. He is wide receiver four because right now Christian Kirk is, is wide receiver two. Rondell Moore, absolutely. Rondell Moore is number three. That's going to hold, hold on really quick. That's going to flip from four weeks. 
really quick. I just want to say this because I'm back in the house. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones is going to have four touchdowns today. Mm-hmm. And if you had him, <laughs> if you had him, I was just going to tell you, get ready. <laughs> Load them up, Charlie. Um, wow. Whew. Half the distance to the goal, which puts them what? On At the, the half yard line. At the half yard line. Boy, if he doesn't get this touchdown, even if Aaron Rodgers gets this touchdown, guess what? <laughs> Show me the money. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. Right, oh, so, Q, Q. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Yeah. One, one more thing. One more thing. I forgot to mention. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was watching on Sunday. Um, they were they did an interview with Terry McLaurin. And I was like, yo, he is one of the most likable players in the NFL. Like, he there has a personality. <laughs> oh, thank you. Four touchdowns. Aaron Jones. Touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Terry McLaurin is a really good receiver, but his personality, it, that shit is infectious. It's even better. When that's, he was why a, he was voted a, that's why he was voted a team captain last year. That's why. That's exactly why. When he was explaining how he didn't understand the legacy behind his jersey number and why he wants to honor the Washington football team and that legacy because of Doug Williams, I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can never root against this guy, ever. Ever. I feel like we have, Terry to, we have to give him an award, Q. We have to give him Terry, an award. Terry, and we, we will. Uh, yeah, but Terry McGoran is something special. He is definitely something special. Like, the kid is the kid is a clear wide receiver one. Clear wide receiver one. Um, he, he, he's just that talented. And, and it, it, there's another receiver, and I talked about him earlier when – I talked about him earlier before the season. Deami Brown is going to be something special too. Like this wide receiver for in DC. Watch out. Uh-oh. Watch out. Like you're gonna have <clears throat> so you got Terry McCorn, who is clear who was a clear wide receiver one. And then you're gonna have Deami Brown that's that's gonna be able to take the top off the defense. Oh man, it's a toad. Boy, juicy, 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 juicy scenario. Juicy, juicy scenario. But yeah, I absolutely agree with you on Terry McGowan. He is such a he is such a baller. He, he is such a good ball, such a dynamic baller. Right. And like you said, his personality, everything, it just all fits. It fits. It fits what uh what Ron Rivera is trying to build. It fit it just fits. It's it just fits. It just fits. Um we're moving right along. Moving right along. Um I want to play a game. I want to play a game. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know, you know, my games are fun. My games are fun. Oh yeah. This week we're gonna. This week we're gonna play buy or sell. We're play buy or sell, and we are buying or selling. Let me pull the article up. Here we go. Save for later. We are buying or selling the NFL's early breakout teams and players. So, <clears throat> so this is how this is going to work. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the player's name until the end. I'm just gonna talk about stats. You might guess which team or which player I'm talking about, um, because I'm not gonna be able to disguise everything. But buy or sell. Are we ready? Yes, sir. All right. First one. This player isn't a household name, uh, and that's because some of his teams were. 
some of his teams were not were not good in the first couple of years of his career. Um, he's also played with 10 starting quarterbacks over 31 career games. But he scored seven times as a rookie. He had 1,100 yards in 2020. Um, and I think he's going to get even more. Um, in a week one loss to a team from the West, he caught all four of his targets for 62 yards. He averaged 15 and a half yards per catch. He followed that up the next week in week two with a let with four, 11 catches on 14 targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. Last year, this player only had three 100 yard games and five hours with double digit targets. He also only scored four touchdowns, but he has looked like a number one, like a wide receiver one so far. And things should only get easier for him once their big free agent signing at wide receiver, um, who was out for three weeks, gets off of injured reserve and into games to space the offense. You probably have guessed who this player is by now, but by yourself. Terry McLaurin. I'm going to sell. Um, the only reason I'm going to sell is because I do like his personality, but in the scheme that he's in, he's essentially Juju Smith Schuster. So I have to sell. Okay. So, sounds fair. Lou, what about you? Buy or sell Terry McLaurin? Uh, I, I, I think I have to buy. Yeah. Simply. Well, you know, I think he trusts him and he's definitely their number one regardless. And they're just going to have a, you know, just an eye to eye throughout the rest of the season. And like you said, if Heineke plays up to his abilities, like he did this past week, until you know Fitzpatrick is ready to come back, Fitzpatrick ain't going to get that starting job back. So yeah, I, I can see McLaurin. Um, I can see him definitely being probably a, a top ten receiver by the end of the uh, by the end of the season. Okay, and okay. of course you know what my answer is. I'm going to buy. <laughs> I'm going to buy. Terry McLaurin is that good. All right, mm-hmm. next player. <clears throat> this player is a quarterback. Uh, his team is off to an 0-2 start. Um, but this quarterback has surpassed expectations in light of his first two seasons. Uh, in week one, <clears throat> this quarterback threw for 267 yards and a touchdown, even though they lost. And he added 27 yards on six rushes with a touchdown. Uh, the next week, he... <clears throat> excuse me. The next week, he threw for 249 yards and a touchdown. And he added... 95 yards on the on nine carries with another score. For his career, this quarterback averages just 6.6 yards per passing attempt. So it's notable that he's averaging seven and a half yards per attempt through two games. His completions consensus is a full point above his career average, and he's already matched his career high for rushing touchdowns in the season while averaging quite a bit more yards per carry at 8.1 than his usual, which is 6.6. Um, now, here's the bad news. He suffered six, 
this quarterback has, has been sacked six times behind a terrible offensive line. He's yet to throw a pick, but his lone fumble this year earned him the dubious distinction of becoming just the second quarterback since 1994 to lose 30 of them by his 28th game. This quarterback journey this is a rookie. will only get. No, he's not a rookie. This quarterback. Okay. Journey will only get more difficult thanks to matchups with the NFC East and the NFC and the NFC South, and also not to mention the Kansas City Chiefs. He already had what appeared to be a sideline conflict with one of his uh, one of his wide receivers, and that could be an indication of where this is going. Buy or sell, Daniel Jones. <laughs> sell. Sell. High. Yeah, sell very high. So, yeah, I agree. Very. <laughs> like, do, do, I, this is like, go to go to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Get rid of them. And, and, I mean, people are still talking to this day why the Giants picked him where they did. And it still baffles me why they picked him. Because uh, he's, uh, you know, he's clearly not a good quarterback. He, he, I mean, he had a couple nice, t- you know, touch throws last week. But I mean, yeah, you got to take care of the ball. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the fact that he has thirty, he's lost thirty fumbles in just twenty eight career games. That's a fumble. Wow. Game. That's a fumble lost the game. Yeah, Daniel Jones. <clears throat> Daniel Jones, you suck. All right, moving right along. This is a team. This this next one is a team. In oh. week one, this, the quarterback of this team threw for 435 yards and a pair of touchdowns against a respected defense, spurring a 33 to 27 overtime victory. This de- this quarterback's defense held the other quarterback to a single touchdown pass and 86 rushing yards. This team followed up that victory by hitting the road to take down another Whitney contender from the AFC North, 26-17. This quarterback, this team's quarterback in that game threw for 382 yards and two touchdowns, while one of his receivers broke out with five catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. This team's defense frustrated and flustered the other quarterback the other team quarterback all day, limiting that quarterback to one touchdown and an interception while holding the team, the, that team running backs to just 2.8 yards per carry. Normally, <clears throat> the casual fan might, might say, hey, wait till they play Kansas City. But it's easy to forget that during an eight-win season last year, this team beat the Chiefs once and came within four points in a close loss in the second encounter. They look like a threat in the AFC. Buy or sell the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm buying. Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> I'm fuck the Raiders. I'm buying. I'm buying so high. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I am with you. The, the, the Raiders <sighs> look like the Raiders, the Raiders look like the truth. The Raiders look like the truth. But we will revisit this in a couple of weeks. We will revisit mm-hmm. it in a couple of weeks. I, All right. I, I will buy. Really quick. 
really quick. Go ahead. Um, what uh, Q? If you don't have, if you have the schedules up, please let me know. Um, what is the Raiders' next six games? Well, what are the Raiders' next six games? Because that's telling right there. The Raiders' next six games are. They have the, they play the Dolphins next week, the Chargers in two weeks, the Bears on October tenth, the Broncos on October seventeenth, the Eagles on October twenty fourth, um, then their bye week, and then November seventh they play the Giants. So pretty much what you're saying is they could be six and two. Like um, they'll be four and two the next six games. Four, four and two the next six games, realistically. Realistic, no, I mean, realistically, looking at this guy, yeah, you're right. I see the Bron- they'll play the, the Broncos, will play them pretty close, um, and possibly win that game. The Chargers will play them close and possibly win that game. Uh, and yeah, like they'll beat the they'll beat the Giants, they'll beat the Eagles. They'll beat the they'll beat the Bears if um, they'll beat the Bears if um, Andy Dalton is still starting by then, which I don't think he is. Um, but he, he's hurt, anyway, and they'll and they'll beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins will not have Tua. Yeah, so can we collectively say that they are technically right now? Um, if we look at like schedules and. Obviously, looking at the seven teams, they are a wild card team right now. Yeah, they're a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. They're a playoff team right now. And Derek Carr is looking like an MVP candidate. Yeah. Now, is it now? I'm not too familiar with the new schedule, Lou. Like, when it comes mm-hmm. to the new playoff schedule, um, is it possible for all four teams in a division to actually make the playoffs now that it's an extra it seed? It is, it is possible. Yeah, yeah, I it guess is, I that yeah. They could. It is possible. That's all four crazy. The, all four teams in the division could possibly make the playoffs. That's the crazy. other the other three teams would be the wild card. The other three teams would be the wild card and then you, of course the the division champion will be you know, the division champion. But yeah, so there 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 could be a scenario where all three teams, all four teams from a division could could indeed make the playoff. Now that there is a seventh seed. That's crazy. Right, let's right. Yeah. Let's move right along. I- I'll speak on the uh, Raiders Steelers later. <laughs> <laughs> no, let let it go. Let it go, Lou. I need to go now. All right. All right. Now, all right. As everyone knows, yes, I'm a Steelers fan. Um now, did Derek Carr show out yesterday? What did he throw? Three Three fifty nine, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, something like that. Okay, three eighty two. Yes, he balled out, and the Raiders played good. And I'm not being biased, but I know my team. Okay, and we before the game even started, we were without one of our starting corners, Joe Hayden, uh, Devin Bush, our starting linebacker, did not play. And we lost T.J. Watt early in that game, too, to a groin injury. Now, do I think all three of them would have made a difference? 
Probably. I honestly do. There probably would have been more pressure on Derek Carr. You know, uh, you know, it, maybe the D line got up in his face somewhere. Um, would it have changed the outcome? I don't know. It, no idea. But if those three played, it would have played the, the entire game. I definitely think the outcome of that game would have been much different. That's all I'm going to say on that. And yes, I am buying. I am buying on on the Raiders. They, they, they seem legit. They do, and you're Fuck right. Like Derek Carr, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me right now. All right. Hey, right. hey, I'm allowed. Let's. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Moving right along. So, our next bio cell candidate. This is a player, and he's a, and he's a quarterback. This quarterback stunned his. Stunned his doubters in his first game of 2021 as the unquestioned starter for this team, throwing for 264 yards and three touchdowns in a 32-6 humiliation. He looked just as good for most of his team's 17-11 loss to this NFC West team in Week 2. He threw for 190 yards on 23 attempts at an 8.3-yard average and had a stunning and accurate 91-yard completion to one of his wide receivers. He even led the team in rushing with 10 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. But his performance feels like fool's gold. He got to feast against a miserable NFC South team defense <clears throat> that went on to get blown out in week two by Tampa Bay while letting while giving up five passing scores. Beating up on one of the league's worst rebuilders only earns him so much credit. And while this NFC <clears throat> while the NFC West team hopes to contend in, in hopes to contend in the NFC, it did allow 33 points to the team that we're watching right now, the Detroit Lions in week one. Early returns suggest that this quarterback could be quite the fantasy fan, the, quite the fantasy football producer. But we'll have to see how he holds up in a primetime shootout with Dallas in week three or against Kansas City in week four. If this quarterback's surrounding cast can't do damage after the catch, it's unclear if he can carry the team. Buy or sell Jalen Hurts. So. Buy. He's just going to get better. I, I mean. He went up against a really good defense yesterday. Yeah, and after that, so I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah he did throw a bomb. Who, who was that? Was that Jalen? Ninety-one yard pass. No, it was Quez, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. Okay. Um, you know he threw it, but yeah, he, he didn't score, and didn't they score. didn't score. <laughs> so, um, it, you know. <clears throat> he didn't even start until late last season, correct? Yeah. Like, he didn't become the uh, starter until, I believe, week... <clears throat> was it week 13? Week 13, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he doesn't even have, like, really a half of a full NFL season under his belt yet. I, I'm, I'm buying on him. Just give it time, and he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Sell, 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 
Keep selling. Yeah. All right. Agree. Okay. Right okay. <clears throat> uh, our next buy or sell candidate is a team. This NFC South team didn't get ton of a ton of attention in Week One by beating uh, AFC East team nineteen to fourteen. <clears throat> the quarterback of this team was fine with two hundred and seventy nine passing yards and a score. Uh, the star running back for this team did his usual thing gaining 98 yards on 21 carries and 89 yards on nine catches. And the defense mm-hmm. kept the other rookie, the other team's rookie quarterback in check. But week two was worth raising an eyebrow for. This NFC South team unexpectedly took down their NFC South rival 26 to seven. The quarterback posted a smooth 26 to 38 line with 305 yards passing and Aaron Rodgers just got intercepted. Um, two touchdowns and one interception. The star running back, oh no, it wasn't an interception, it was a punt. Um, the star the star running back scored three weapons, had 55 or more yards receiving and the defense tallied four sacks of the, of the other team's quarterback and picked him off twice. It's not that this other this other quarterback had thrown five in five touchdowns in a stunning thirty-eight to three upset of the team that we're watching right now, Green Bay Packers in Week One. Either it's also that this NFC South team defense held the other team to one hundred and twenty-eight total yards, the lowest ever under their head coach. That's a two and zero mark for this NFC South team that probably hoped for a one and one record at best to open the season. The offense should only get better from here as their new quarterback gets more comfortable in his new surroundings too. Buy or sell the Carolina Panthers? Uh, God, I just, I'm buying. I'm buying their, their NFC, defense. Right? Yes, yes. Um, whatever Lou says, I'm going to agree with it. He hasn't been wrong yet. Whatever Lou says, I'm going to agree with it. I don't know about okay. all that, but okay. So, 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 so here's my argument. I'm, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm buying the Carolina Panthers as well, and it's not just some uh, here in South Carolina and Charlotte is only 65 miles to the north. Um, I'm buying them. There's a reason that Matt Rule went all defense in his first draft last year. You're seeing the fruits of that. You're seeing the fruits of that labor right now. Yes, that you are. Is the, that defense is the truth. I, I don't know what. I don't know what Washington is going to do against them when we play them. I think in Week Eleven in Carolina. I'm buying the Panthers. They look really good. And Donald. You got to think of that connection that Donald has with Robbie Anderson. It's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And look out for look out for Chuma Hubbard. He is going to be like the times when he gets to come in and spell Christian McCaffrey. He's he, yeah yeah. Bye 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 bye. All right. This next our next buy or sell candidate is a, is another team. This AFC West team cruised to a 27-13 week one win over 
this over the, this NFC East team while their new quarterback impressed with two touchdown passes. But by the time week two ended, that NFC East team was already 0-2 and had struggling units on both sides of the ball. This AFC, this AFC West team moved to 2-0 on Sunday with a 23-13 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know who it is right now. Oh, Jared Goss just went on a big one. Uh, their quarterback threw another pair of touchdowns, benefited from benefited from two interceptions thrown by um, Trevor Lawrence and largely posted to a win. Now, that team <clears throat> might qualify as the biggest, as the league's biggest rebuilder as their first-year head coach tries to cobble together a competitive team, which opened the season by getting blown out by their fellow rebuilder, the Houston Texans. Which is to say, onlookers haven't seen oh, AFC West team yet, who just won five games last year, challenged yet. <laughs> Ooh, interception. Thank you, Jared Goff. Uh, the same goes for their quarterback, who will not only have to keep pace with the brutal AFC West this year, but will also have to face the three good teams from the NFC East and the whole AFC North. I disagree on three good teams in the NFC East, but uh, that's another take for another day. <clears throat> already, in addition, this AFC West team has already lost uh, corner Ronald Darby and ride out Jerry Judy to injured reserve, which doesn't bode well. Buy or sell the Denver Broncos? So. The AFC is too fucking stacked. Yeah. Uh, the, AFC, uh, yeah. the AFC West is too stacked. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. I know my boy Jamar is listening, and he is a huge Broncos fan. Uh, but I got to sell, too. Their two wins came against the Giants and the Jaguars. Oh. So that, I mean... If you you beat the Chiefs, you beat the Chargers, you know e- even the Raiders, win win half of your division games with Teddy Bridgewater, and then no, I'll can't. probably change my Teddy mind. Check, Teddy Checkdown is done. He's out. Oh, he got hurt too. Yes. Oh <laughs> shit! Did they they had Drew Locke. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, sell. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, Jamar. Sell. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. Sell. He just sent me a middle finger text. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamar, man. But, oh I mean, you got to tell oh, it like it is. Oh I didn't know Teddy got hurt. Yeah. Oh, damn. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy check down got hurt. Teddy check down. <laughs> Teddy check out. All right. Our next, our next buy or sell candidate is a player. And this player is a quarterback. Through two seasons, this quarterback was a quick rising player who looked to have a high ceiling, but the third year looked like it could be bigger than most might have anticipated for this team's franchise uh, passer. 
Last year as a sophomore, this quarterback completed 67.2% of his passes for 3,971 yards and 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Through two games, he has completed 73.5%. of his passes. That's not like an MVP. For for 689 yards and seven touchdowns against three interceptions. In week one, this quarterback got the best of a would-be contender in Tennessee, throwing four scores in a 38-13 win. And he followed it in, followed it up in week two with 400 yards passing and three touchdowns and a one-point victory over Minnesota. Last year, he reached the 400-yard mark just once, which didn't come until December against a four-win Philadelphia team, and he surpassed the 300-yard mark just three times all season. In the span of two weeks, this quarterback has gone from an intriguing, high-upside player to a serious MVP threat who's also incredibly fun to watch. It's hard to doubt his developmental curve, especially considering he's played solid competition. Buy or sell Kyler Murray. Easy buy. Come on now. Come on now. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an easy buy. <laughs> yes. Buy, 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 buy. And buy some more. Buy some more. All right. Hey, hey, guys! I, I got to go back go to, to the uh, to uh, Denver real quick. Okay. Um, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater's not hurt. Well, no, his team is hurt. His team. Oh, his team. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, Jerry. Okay, Judy, I'm sorry. That Jerry Judy injury. Um, yeah, that hurts. I got you. Okay, I thought you said yeah. you were saying Teddy was hurt. Okay, okay. Oh, oh no! The only the only way that. <laughs> Teddy is hurt is because I mean all he does is check down. So I mean, okay, congratulations. Okay, okay. but yeah, no. Um, when, <laughs> when it comes to Denver, he he is healthy, but how long is he healthy? That's a different story. Um, when it okay. comes to the actual team, um, as long as Cortland Sutton can stay on the field, I would say if you were playing like DFS or something like that, like he's a solid pickup as long as Teddy Bridgewater is on the field. But then again, you have to figure out like how long Teddy Bridgewater is going to be on the field. Um, also, like Noah Fant is a fucking stud. Let's just say that there yeah. too. Oh yes, um, he is. He he really mm-hmm. is. But Denver, the reason why I'm still selling on Denver is because right now, when remember I asked you guys like ten minutes ago, like is it possible for like a team? You know, I'm sorry, an entire division in order to get into the playoffs, like, can all four of them do that? There's only right, right. two divisions right now in the NFL that can do that. Ironically, it's the AFC West and the NFC West. Those are the only two divisions where all four teams have the possibility of potentially making the playoffs. Denver, though, is the hardest pick out of that division in order to get into the playoffs for me, though. <clears throat> that makes sense. Makes lots of sense. Yeah. Make lots of sense. I'm sorry all I right. brought that up, guys. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Our last one of the night. 
this player, this uh, this bio cell candidate is a running back. It is this running back's name, not his other his other more famous uh, running back partner, that sat with a top fifteen rushing mark after the majority of the week two contests had gone final. This running back erupted in his team's twenty to seven win over the Los Angeles Chargers in week two, rushing thirteen times for one hundred nine yards and one touchdown, good for eight point four yards per carry. He also caught all three of his targets for 31 yards. His more his more famous running back, the more the more well-known running back, on the other hand, turned his 16 carries into 71 yards in a score, which is a 4.4 yard av- uh, average. Still, there isn't much reason to think that this is the start of something greater for this running back. He looks a hair more explosive than his more well-known counterpart. And provides more in the passing game. But in week one, he received just three carries compared to the other running backs 11. For his career, he's never received more than 101 attempts in a season. While fantasy football managers might think it's wise to pounce on this running back, his mini breakout might be an anomaly. When the chips were down against Tampa Bay's elite front seven in week one, it was all the other guy. This NFC East team will split the work up to make sure that the other well-known running back makes it through 17 games, but it is not this player's backfield. Buy or sell Tony Pollard. Oh, yeah. Um, We're buying the shit out of him. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, yes. sir. We're buying the shit out of him. Can I say this really quickly because I know we got to move on? Um, Go ahead. <clears throat> Dallas is splitting carries. Um, I don't know what the fuck Ezekiel Elliott is on. He, he, he like he has blonde tips and shit. He walking around with half a shirt. He's been doing this shit for three years, and I understand that shit. But here's the thing: two out of those three years, you've been trash. And I really wish somebody would just like pull him aside. It's like, yo, like just because you're in Dallas doesn't make you a star. Their fucking logo is the star. You are not a star in Dallas, bro. Like at all. Um, he, he got his money and he just, he, he's TOing us. It's like, bro, like we, we, we gave you what you wanted and now you're giving us shit and we can't sell you. You know who this reminds me of? Ben Simmons. You got your money and now you're acting like a bitch. Stop this shit. Like Zeke right now, like when, when I look at like the fantasy drafts, a lot of people went like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Devin, uh, Cook. Then they went like Zeke. He's not even in the same fucking class as the, the first three people on that list. It's disgusting to look at. Like Zeke, when I see him run, it's like, okay, the defender is on your right. The open field is to your left. He runs to the middle. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, does this make any sense to you <laughs> at all? Like, yo, you realize if you just run to the left, the entire fucking field is wide open and you are just sitting there like a dickhead. Like, you know what? I actually want to see if I can break a ca- if I can break a tackle. You can't. He can't. He can't. He can't break tackles. He literally is averaging what, like two point seven yards a carry. Then he he's getting upshowed by Tony Pollard. And the fucked up part about it is people were picking Tony Pollard in like the sixth or seventh round of fantasy because they're like, you know what? Zeke showed up in the preseason not looking healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch Hard Knocks or not. 
Ezekiel Elliott was literally buying gifts for Dak Prescott. He was going and cracking jokes the entire show. Not once for Hard Knocks did they say, you know what? Ezekiel Elliott came to play. He looked like he's ready for this season. When they talked about Ezekiel Elliott this season and all of the like pre-draft predictions, you know what they said? As long as Dak stays healthy, Zeke will thrive. Well, guess what? Both these motherfuckers are healthy. And I'm looking at Zeke like, so what's the problem? How the fuck does Dalton Schultz have more yards than you, Ezekiel Elliott? Dalton fucking Schultz. You know who else has more yards than you? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard sounds like somebody's name who works at Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hi, I'm Tony Pollard. Uh, Thank you for calling Ikea customer service. Like, I'm here to help you with your inquiry. Like, yo, Tony Pollard is getting touchdowns. He's getting yardage. He's getting carries. He's catching out of the backfield. Zeke, who are you? You know who Ezekiel Elliott reminds me of right now? Kenyon Drake. Remember how good Kenyon Drake looked in Arizona? We were like, yo, Kenyon Drake, he, mm-hmm. damn, he's looking pretty fucking good. Then this year, we're like, oh, well, Kenyon Drake, he's over there with uh, Oakland. He's looking, he's, he has to do good because guess what? It's fucking Oakland. But guess what? Nobody's fucking talking about Kenyon Drake because you're playing like shit. And I'm sorry if I'm pissing off the Dallas Cowboy fans, but let me just make this crystal fucking clear to y'all. Number one, Dallas fans, your owner is not your coach. You need to get that motherfucker out of the locker room. Clearly, because what he's doing is he's like, you know what? I have my favorite people because I pay them. But guess what? You can pay people because they're your favorite, but they can also be fucking terrible. Ezekiel Elliott right now is playing like absolute shit. Somebody's going to say, oh, it's been two games. It's been happening for a season and a half now. It's no longer two games. The two games are just this season. Last year, he played like shit also. And you know what he was ranked last year? Number three. Total overall in fantasy. Number three. So people are like, oh, yeah, well, that first season, man, he, he took me to the promised lands. You know why he took you to the promised lands? He ain't have a motherfucking choice. He's playing for Dallas. So for Zeke to have all the – somebody would say, well, Dallas, there's too many mouths to feed. There's a difference between having too many mouths to feed when you're the fucking fork. Ezekiel Elliott is the fucking fork in Dallas. When you have Amari Cooper, you got uh, CeeDee Lamb, you got Dak, you got Dalton Schultz, you have a fucking kicker and Greg DeLegg. You're like, okay, there's no fucking reason they can't score. But when we get to the goal line and it's fucking third and inches and they're looking like Zeke, you know what? Stand right here. We're going to give it to Tony Pollard. Nobody says, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what? What? (laughs) Am I bugging? Like, I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but it's also the most egregious shit I've ever seen in my life. Third and one, half yard line. They take Zeke out the game because they don't believe in Zeke. You know, the last time somebody got taken out at the half-yard line, they lost the fucking Super Bowl. His name was Marshawn Lynch. Do you not remember that? Yes, I do. I sure do. So, so, so let's not sit here and act <clears throat> like Zeke is doing himself any fucking favors, blinding his tips, walking around with half t-shirts and on, cracking jokes on uh, hard knocks and shit like that. I need you to not have less yardage than Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson is barely doing a motherfucking thing. Where is Adrian Peterson at? I can tell you, the Detroit Lions. And right he did now, not see the field. And he did not see the field today. At all. But I, I have to let people know this shit because it's the truth. Right now, when I see Ezekiel Elliott, I don't see a first-round pick in fantasy football. 
I don't see somebody that honestly, when it comes to like DFS or fantasy football, more importantly, people that you would actually want he's to not say, worth I'm rostering. rooting for him. He's not, he's not worth it. He's not, he's not worth rostering at all. Yo, Mike Davis had more yardage than Ezekiel Elliott. Mike Davis on a team called the Atlanta Falcons had more yardage than Ezekiel Elliott. Somebody's like, oh, he had a touchdown. Guess what? Yes, he had a touchdown. But you know who had more yardage, more production on field? Guess who? Tony fucking Pollard. Tony Pollard sounds like Mike Jones in Spanish to me. That shit it, it don't make sense. It don't make fucking sense, man. You know what? I'm going to shut up. Because somebody's going to pissed off at me. And we got six rolls on So I'm going to shut up. I know. They all just came in. I think we have someone that is pretty pissed. So let's play these Okay, here we go. Uh-oh. Preach it, brother. You know, other Dallas fans and fantasy fans would be like, yo, he's on some, like, cryptic fucking Bitcoin shit. And then, like, these other fans are like, yo, he's not even worth that type of shit. You know, I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he does. I don't know. Maybe he likes dressing up in, like, fancy clothing and shit. But, you know, I get the mother of people who would be like, yeah. You know, they tap in, and then, bam, they lose in fantasy the other week. Let me tell you what, what uh, I'll tell you what Ezekiel Elliott is on right now. It's called Bath Salts. And he thinks he's still a, he thinks he's still a good player. You're not, sir. Talk that You're shit, not. Q. Talk You're that not. shit. Maybe if he gets off the Bath Salts, maybe if he, if he stops fucking the cheerleaders in, in Dallas, or, you know, letting, uh, letting, Jared, that Jared hype his hype his head up so much. Maybe you'll start producing. I doubt it, but mm-hmm. hey, it's worth it's worth talking. It's worth it's worth talking about it, giving it a shot. Absolutely. Next voicemail. Here we go. Greg, you know what? You're gonna piss a lot of people off, Greg. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna subscribe to you and stuff. You know, <laughs> you put it on a little fucking free handouts and shit. And a lot of these, like, young fellows are in high school. The more we rely on the uh, East-West running shit, and then their coaches, like, look at them, and then they look, and then they look, and then they look, and then they look, uh, and then they, like, they burp, and be like, yeah. What the? And then they call in their uh, subs to come in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even did know this, what that was. Did this man oh burp God, like he was lending? Did this man burp like he was Lyndon Johnson ordering a pair of Hager yep. Hager pants? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so good. <laughs> make sure you make sure you cut the pants so they don't cut my bunghole. Well, you know, all <laughs> stay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my God. Here we go. Next question. <laughs> well, the problem is that Ziki you know, what is like training regimen and stuff, you know, it isn't working and stuff, you know, comes along the lines of like, he thinks like he can be great like Tom Brady. Maybe be the Tom Brady of the uh, 
running backs, but overall and stuff, you know, you know, ha 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 ha, looking like a modern day three year running back. People ain't gonna talk about him after the next three years. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. agree with him though. Like he's, he's making a some good, good points. player when he wants to be a good player. But you know who right. else was a good player until they weren't? Calvin Johnson. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But I feel like they, in, in my personal opinion, and Phil, disrespect if you want to, Calvin Johnson was a good player. But I feel like he was an, a Hall of Fame player. So like, I don't like, if we're putting Calvin Johnson in the Hall of Fame, technically, don't we have to put Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame too? Because who the fuck was throwing to you? Like, that, that's how I look at it. Like, in, in, in the grand scope of things, like, for me, it's like, you, you put players in the Hall of Fame by, by their accompanying cast. So when I look at Ezekiel Elliott, I'm like, yo, like, is Dalton Schultz, like, your, like, cast? Is that somebody that I can say, you know what, helped you be the player that you are? Like, Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> is going to be, I, I don't want to say he's going to be Le'Veon. Now, that's bad. because um, That's, actually that's real bad. bad. Um, yeah, right? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that I even thought about that is really bad. But Ezekiel Elliott is like the equivalent of like a quarterback who should have two rings right now on any other team. The fact that Leonard Fournette has a ring before Ezekiel Elliott, like weren't the Cowboys like 13 and 3 one year? And that was recently. That was like three, wasn't that three seasons ago? Mm-hmm. Dallas was mm-hmm. definitely 13 and 3 like three years ago. So I'm trying to, I'm really trying to rack my brain and trying to figure out like, what the fuck happened with Ezekiel Elliott? Like, he had a whole bunch of sex allegations, allegedly. He had a whole bunch of allegations of him, you know, and baby moms and, like, hookers and shit, allegedly. But my thing is, bro, like, all I need you to do is run straight. All I need you to do is do that. You can't even do that. Zeke, like, Zeke, the defense is on the right. It's wide open on the left. It's third down and one. All we need you to do is just run to the left, get the first down. This motherfucker's tap dancing. Like, if I wanted Gregory Hines on my fucking football team, I'd get him. Rest in peace. But, like, yo, it's you. <laughs> You're fucking Ezekiel Elliott, and you just, you don't understand. Like, yo, nobody needs all this shit. Every time I see Ezekiel Elliott on the field now, I cringe. Because I'm like, yo, he's literally, like, one hit away from being on the sideline. And unfortunately, it's every other play. He gets tackled. He's like, hey, no, I need a break. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, is he drinking gin and juice? Like, come on, Snoop. Like, next voicemail. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of talking about this idiot right here. Like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, Kenyon Drake is actually, uh, you know, from what my homeboy and my sources tell me that running backs usually don't last that long after three years and stuff. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. And all the punishment that running backs take, yeah, their careers are very, 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 very short. Uh, next question. Here we go. Well, you know, from my inside sources, from deep down inside, you know, they felt bad for the dudes. So, you know, they put them in the uh, MVP uh, <laughs> sessions and stuff. But, you know... 
Dan Marino, he's one bad mamma jamba and stuff. He even said that, like, this dude isn't going to last over four years. Not Dan Marino. And we go, now, we, we're going to have to skip a couple of those voicemails, brother. You got a lot of voicemails. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to get back to the sports desk. All right, we'll play two more of his joints, and then we're going to have to get back to the sports desk. He got a lot, he got a lot to say. He does have a lot to say. All right, we'll play. I'll play the next two, and we'll save the other ones for a little later. Well, Greg, you know I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, last time that that shit happened, you know, I tried to run it, and uh, Malcolm Butler picked him off. You know, things don't like last line, last the shit long and stuff. You know, I kind of want to compare it to a. Having uh, STDs and shit. Not even oh, STDs, oh. you know. Maybe ordering food. And then you gotta try and, like, guess, like, what time, like, they're gonna come in. Is it gonna take an hour or is it gonna take 30 minutes? Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Holy shit, Bobby. Bobby, what in the world are you doing? Q, let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to say Bobby's voicemails. Oh, my Lord. What? Actually, on a sports podcast, we're talking. No, he can't come on stage. No, he cannot come on stage. Not right now. No, no one's coming on stage. This will be a four-hour show. Absolutely not. All right. So, um, our last thing on NFL for this week is our predictions for week three. So, uh, I'm going to do it differently this time. <clears throat> I'm going to do it differently this time. I'm going go. to pull up I'm going to pull up Bet Online and shout out <clears throat> to it. If you use Bet Online, shout out to you. They are, their platform is incredible. They have a live sports book. <clears throat> uh, they, they have a sports book where you can uh, bet player parlays you can, and also bet live uh, you can live bet doing doing a contest. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do um, we'll do over and under. I'm gonna <clears throat> for 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 the team for week three. I'm going to say the over and under, and you have to pick, of course, over or under for each game. Okay. The, the total points for each game. Total points. Okay. okay. Or we can do. Or we can, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's, Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 go ahead. All right, so starting with the Thursday night game, which is the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, the over-under has been set as a right now at 44. Over-under. See, I, I, I'm better at winners and losers. I, it's too early for me right now. We haven't even gotten to that. Like, I need to know injuries and shit like that. Like, Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's too early. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could give my over under if you want, but I could, you know, we could do pick them either, either, either way you want to do it. But as far as the over under in that game, I'll take the under. Yeah, I have to do the same. Okay, so yeah, we can. So yeah, that, let's let's do let's just do over what the what the total game score for both teams is. Let's just do that. Um, and then 
we can do like later. We can do like a special like bonus. Yeah, we'll do a special we pick the team. Yeah, <clears throat> when we pick the team. All right. So, uh, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, over under forty four. Under, over. I'm gonna go. I am going to go. I'm gonna go under. Davis Mills will be starting because Ross Taylor is out for multiple weeks with a hamstring injury that he suffered yesterday in the game against the Browns. So he is out for at least, he's out for a considerable amount of weeks. <clears throat> so I'm going to go under. Uh, all right. Moving to the Sunday, to the Sunday one o'clock games, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Over under has been set at 50. Two over or under Ooh. push. I feel like Ooh. it might just hit 50 fucking two. <clears throat> and who are these two teams again? Jacksonville and who? <clears throat> and and the Cardinals. Yep. And that's it. What it 50? They're in Jacksonville. 52. Yeah, 52. No, 52. Oh my. It's gonna be a push. It, it's I'll, I can you see know what? Like, I'm going to take the over, and Arizona's going to score all 52. You know what? That's actually plausible. That, 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 that is an interesting game script. That's an interesting game script. All right, next team. I, I, I'm, going, I'm going over. I'm going over with that. Because I think um, in this game, Trevor Lawrence has two, two passing touchdowns. He also has three picks. But... Uh, <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and you see the tear that Kyler Murray has been on the past two weeks. So I'm going to go over. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Over The over-under has been set at 48. Under. Under. I'm going under. I'm going under as well. I don't think the Colts score no more than 14 points with Carson Wentz possibly being out this game and Jacob Eason possibly being the starter for this week. I'm going to go under. All right. The Washington football team versus the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo over under is set at 46. Under. Under. Yeah. I'm going to go <clears throat> I'm going to go over. Oh wow! I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. Mm. Uh, I think Washington scores twenty-one points. <clears throat> I think Washington scores twenty-one points. Um, and I think Josh Allen throws for three touchdowns. Because go back, going back to my earlier point about the Washington secondary, trash right now. So no way. Where are they playing? In Buffalo. Playing in Buffalo. What is the weather in Buffalo? Because that matters. Um, I think it's supposed to be warm this week. Yeah, I'm just going to go under mainly because I feel like that's just going to be a running game. Uh, now that um, that Josh Allen feels like he has a run game in Zach Moss, he's like, I-, I could just stall this game, and he's not trying to like prove himself to be an MVP, you know, MVP candidate. He just wants to be in the playoffs. And prove himself there. This is going to be a running game. This is going to be Antonio Gibson versus Zach Moss. Um, it, it just feels like it's a running back week for me. So it, it's an okay. under. 
That makes that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we have one comment about uh, someone, someone, uh, Skelly S. Kelly. Thank you for listening to the show, leaving a comment. He wants us to explain the what over and under means. So I'm gonna play his comment and then we can explain that real quick. Here we go. Can you guys explain the whole over under thing? I don't. I don't. I'm a I'm a sports fan, uh, but I, I don't know what that means. Can you Can you help me out with that? Absolutely, absolutely, we can explain that. Sure. So over under. So over under. Oh, uh, so a team's over under that 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 number that's set that is what uh, the sports book and Vegas and anyone else that any other uh, site that has a, that um, has a sports book like Caesars or uh, MGM. Um, in, you know, bet, bet MGM or whatever, that's what they predict with the game score, with the total points. <clears throat> um, that is um, the points, the total number of points by both teams for the game. So when we bet, so when you use the over-under total, you are, that is you predicting how many, if, if both teams are going to reach that total, that total points for it. So, like, say the over under well, is forty. Like I said, forty four points. You, you either take it. You either think that both teams are going to score over forty four points or under forty four points. Yeah. So, hopefully that makes hopefully that makes uh, makes sense to you. Um, hopefully that makes sense to you. And, and again, I also hopefully that answers uh, your question. All right, back. Over back to the over unders. The next team, <clears throat> next game is the New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots. The over under is set at forty three. Over. Same. I'm going to go over. Jameis is going to have a bounce back game. Alvin Kamara, even though <clears throat> I want him to go swim and make Ponchi train, the bottom of Lake Ponchi train right now, uh, he's going to wake up. He's going to wake up. I think he has. I think he's going to have one touchdown rushing and possibly two touchdowns passing uh, receiving. So I'm going to go over in that game with you guys. All right, <clears throat> next game. Excuse me. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The over under is 56. Ooh, damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what they were thinking. It's going to be the, the slowest game ever. Um, and again, this is from this is um, the, the current arts right now on Bet Online. But yeah, they have it set at fifty six, with the Chiefs being six and a half point uh, favorites. Uh, I'm going under. I'm going to say push. We gotta stop uh, that, like Kansas City is just gonna throw like fucking seven no. touchdowns every game. Like that no, would, I'm that going, would pretty I'm much mean that like like I just I believe in Kansas City, but I also believe they've been figured out. And like right, yeah, and, and, the, and the Chargers have the Chargers have a respectable a respect respect respectable defense. Yeah. Like they have a respectable like defense. Now, like, I think Kansas City is more so protecting Mahomes, and they're going to try to lean on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because they're like, yo, like everybody knows 
that Mahomes, he's going to throw up stats. He's going to have 323 yards, two touchdowns, and possibly an interception. But you know what? Like, we also don't need every fucking game to look like a Madden exhibition. Like, every game can't be, like, 43 to 27. And we're sitting like, like, nah. So for me, like, the games that you think aren't supposed to be, like, low games are always the ones that are low games. And I feel like Justin Herbert, he's going to be like Alex Smith this game. He's going to game manage. He's like, yo, I can't out-throw him, so I'm just going to run the clock. And I'm completely fine with him running the clock if the game is going to end up in, you know, end up being fucking 27 to 19. I can live with that. So I'm going under. I'm going under with you. I'm going under with you. Uh, I, 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 I have the same, I feel that, you know, that game script that you just proposed is is probably going to be the one that, that the Chargers won with, and especially with Herbert. Um, All right, next game. New York Giants versus the Atlanta Falcons. Next game. Over a- next game. <laughs> next game. <laughs> next game. Oh, my hell no. Oh, my God. Next. There ain't, there ain't no Falcons fans in here. <laughs> he said way. next game. Next game. Next game. The, Yo, the fucked part about it is that's going to be the shootout. <laughs> it very well could be. The four, the, uh, the over under is set at forty eight and a half, and the Giants are three point favorites. Yo, now wait a minute, wait a minute. Kansas City was just at fifty two, and, and fifty six. They said fifty six, and they're saying the Giants are going to score. Oh my god! Yo, <laughs> this game is going to be disgusting. Now wait, is it in Atlanta? It is in New York. Tell me, it's in Atlanta. At the Meadowlands. At the Meadowlands. Oh, no. Nah. Never mind. It's, it's going to be uh, nothing but field goals. Um, <laughs> if this would have been in the Dome, oh, boy. <laughs> it could have been 64 to 63. And I'd have been like, you know what? I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mercedes. Oh, yeah. It's in New York. Mercedes, <clears throat> if it was at Mercedes Benz, yeah, this is a definite shootout. At the Meadowlands, not at MetLife, not, not so much. Under. <laughs> Under. What was the over under? 48? 48 and a half. 48 and a half? I'll go the over. See, he's going to win. Fucking game going to be 78 to to 19. (laughs) We're sitting like, what the fuck? Why is this game so long? (laughs) He said 78 to 19. Let me just say this. Atlanta is terrible. Atlanta is terrible. So forty eight and a half. I think that's actually actually that's a that's a twenty five twenty four game right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I but mean see, Atlanta just is, put up twenty five on Tampa. So, but that's the thing. Since it's Atlanta and the Giants, you already know every timeout is going to be used. All the two minute warning won't count. There's going to be so many flags and penalties. At least six challenges and shit. There's going to be all the challenges will be in you. And here's the fucking Daniel here's the Jones. Fucking about the challenges. Daniel Jones is going to say two interceptions. He's going to fumble one time and lose here's that fumble one Q. time. Q, the fucked up part about the Giants, though, they're going to challenge twice and get them both. That way they get an extra challenge. And we're going to be like, yo, how the fuck did they get three? Oh, because they got them both right. 
Because it's New York. New York wrestling doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. The only time that the I'm sorry that the like the refs do good is when they play against Philly. Whenever you see like the Giants, they have a home game and it's something that's like a high scoring game. Like the refs mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. So no, I I'm going. I'm hoping for an under. The last thing I want to do is watch the fucking Giants have the, the game of the week. Why? Who wants this? <laughs> that's gonna be three times. <laughs> What? They're gonna be three penalties in this game. <laughs> oh, oh my! Move on, right You got three voicemails, though. Okay, let me play them. Hold on. Here we go. So, there's uh, many forms of sports betting. Uh, the point of it is to beat the odds. You know, to win some money. There's a straight bet or single point spread. You can buy points, money line. Total, over, under, parlay, or accumulator, teaser, if wager, open wager. There's there's a lot of, uh, but the most simple one is the first one that I stated, which would be the straight bet, bet on the winner. Then there's the point spread. So this, this bet lets you bet on a winner from two selections who have been made in, by an equal allocating appropriate points to the underdog team. The point spread it's the number of points allocated and is shown with a minus sign for the favorite and a plus sign for the underdog. So the favorite has to win by two or by more. My bad. Let me let me start over. Okay, I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the play the next one. Here we go. So I'm gonna go straight to the money line, which establishes odds for each team, but inversely proportional to which would have been a point spread and is indicated by a plus for the underdog and a minus for the favorite. So let's say that team A is your favorite, quoted at minus 180, and B is an underdog at plus 120. The bets offered would be a 10-18 odds on for the favorite. So for every $180 you put on A, you win $100 or lose 180. So you're winning less than then you would lose, you know. And if if you are, then that's, you know, that, that's the trouble with betting. There's a total, I bet, for the number of points scored in the game by both teams combined, including points scored in overtime. And then we have the over-under. Okay. Mm. Last yeah, talking that shit. Yeah. <laughs> the over-under is a bet... That the combined number of points scored by two teams in the game will be over or under total set by the odds maker. And always remember the odds maker is always the favorite to win, not you. Remember that when you bet. It's also the parlay, which is my favorite. So it's a multi or a multiple bet kind of let it ride bet. So let's say your team is losing. But you bet on three more teams, three teams that you don't particularly care about. If, if your team so happens to win, and then the next team wins, and then your third team wins, then you have what's called a parlay, uh, meaning so if all the selections must win for you to win the parlay, 
Uh, okay. we, we definitely appreciate that that knowledge. Um, I have I, I I love Harley's myself. Um, um, I had one a couple of weeks ago on, on baseball. I had a, 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 a it was a fourteen parlay, and I went fifty. I went sixty two dollars that night. Um, money. So yeah. Yeah, money, money, money. So yeah, I love, I love, I love parlays. Um, but I think for someone, I mean, I think parlays is what if you're just getting into betting. So like you want simple ones. Like I, <clears throat> like uh, two weeks ago, I had a home run parlay. I didn't hit that one. I came damn close. Fuck you, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, they're just getting into the betting. I, I would, I, I personally would start with parlays, and then, um, like the over under, over under is over playing over un, the over under is good too, um, because you're just betting on it. Are both teams going to score this amount of points? And that's literally that's what we've been uh, picking uh, right now. Um, but moving right along. Go to the next game. The next game uh, is the Chicago Bears versus the Cleveland Browns. The over/under has been set by BetOnline at forty-six and a half. The Browns are seven and a half point favorites. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I'll go under. I have to go with Lou. I have to go with the under. Yeah, I'm going to go with under too because we know that Baker is Baker is dealing with it. Baker is dealing with a shoulder injury um, that briefly knocked him out of <clears throat> that briefly knocked him out of the game last week. Um, we also know that Jarvis Landry is going to miss multiple weeks with the injury that he uh-huh. suffered yesterday. Um, Odell is still out, and then on the on the bear side, we know that Andy Dalton's dealing with a knee injury that uh, they're hoping is not an ACL, <clears throat> an ACL tear. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, there's that. So I'm going to go under with you guys. All right, next game is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over-under has been set at 43 and a half. Pittsburgh is four and a half point favorites at home. Smash the over. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Not, not just because I'm a Steelers fan. I guarantee you that this this game has at least 55 points in it. At least. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think uh, Joe Burrow is going to have three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, Joe Burrow is going to have three touchdowns. Yeah, Joe Burrow is going to have three touchdowns in this game. You know Pittsburgh. You know Ben is pissed after his performance yesterday. So, uh, yeah, over. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the four to the four p.m. games. We have the Miami Dolphins versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The over under has been set at forty five and a half, and the Raiders are three and a half point favorites right now. What was the over under on that? Forty four, forty five and a half, forty five and a half. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll go over. Okay, Greg. What about you? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go under. 
I'm going to go under. And here's why I'm going under. We don't know. <clears throat> we don't know who's going to be the quarterback week, uh, for the Dolphins this week. Uh, Tua could presumably play. I mean, he just had, he, he is dealing with a rib injury that knocked him out of the game last on, uh, which knocked him out of the game in week two. But we saw what Jacoby Brissett did when he came in in relief, and Miami almost was shut out. So I'm going to go under. Next game, the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos in Denver. Over under has been set at 41, and the Broncos are 10.5-point favorites. I like Denver. Fuck it. Let's go over. Yeah, I'll take the over too. Oh, hey, I'm, I will go over. I will go over. And Zach Wilkins is going to have three more interceptions this game. He had four last, he had four in week two. <clears throat> All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. This game is pretty much a pick em. Uh The over under is set at 54 and a half. The Rams are a minus, are one point. Favorites. So this is this is pretty much a pick'em right now. Wow. Oh, actually, the next. I'm going to go over with you. Over. All right. I think we're agree in agreement on that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this next game, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. This game is also basically a pick'em. Uh, over under a set of fifty-five. The Seahawks are one-point favorites in Minnesota. Got to push. Russ hasn't been saying. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of points, though. Too. Um, I'm gonna go under. Okay. I'm going to go under as well. Uh, and we have the ADA, we have the Sunday, we have the Sunday night football matchup, which is the Philadelphia Eagles against the that fucking team with a star in Dallas. Uh, over under is set at 51 and a half, and that fucking team with a star is four point favorites. Over. Definitely over. Yeah, I think, uh, shit. And I hate saying this, but Dak's going to have four touchdowns. He's going to throw for 425 yards. So, yeah, I'm with you with over. All right, friends, that's it for uh, – they don't have the Monday night game. They don't have the Monday night game up yet. Um, who's playing Monday night? Let me check. Let's see who's playing Monday night. Uh I thought I just saw that too. I th- actually, I thought the um, the Eagles Cowboys game was Monday night. Yeah, that Monday is. Night, yeah, Eagles and Cowboys. <clears throat> I won't be watching. Fuck that. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're right. And uh, that is that is the Monday. Yeah, the Eagles and the Cowboys is a Monday night game. Okay, I'll be asleep for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have. Okay, so we don't have the Sunday night, the Sunday night football game. That's the game. There's, there should be one. There should be a Sunday, Sunday night. Right now, they don't have anything because 
they had to flex a whole bunch of things because they want it so bad for the Patriots next week, talking about in two weeks, actually, to end up having that Sunday night game. So right now we have a bunch of 4 p.m. games, including the Seahawks and the Vikings, the Rams and the Bucks, Dolphins and Raiders, Jets and Broncos. Um, they haven't flexed in Sunday night. So well, if I had uh, to flex, if flex. Oh, here it is. Flex up, no, flex the Sunday night game so. is uh, it's Green Bay and San Francisco. Again, That's a juicy matchup. Oh, juicy matchup. Yep, that's a juicy matchup. That is a it's juicy matchup. So that's the first home game. I'm not going that's to the Tevi on Sunday night to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm, I refuse. Q knows. I'm not going to that fucking game next Sunday. I can't do it. That's the first home game too. It's going to be fucking ridiculous at that bar. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, and it's it against is. Green Bay. Oh, mm-hmm. you know everybody's watching that game. Everybody, yeah, I'll be watching that game. Yeah, I will. Not... <laughs> I probably will be in my neighbor's garage watching it on the TV in the garage with a bunch of beers. Uh... <laughs> I'll be in my buddy's garage playing poker, watching the game. I will uh, be asleep yeah. because that's what <laughs> that know, I'll be I have to do as a parent. Fuck that. I'm... All that shit I can't do. No, sir, not me. What else we got, Q? <laughs> All right. So, uh, quickly, we're just going to, uh, uh, we have three more topics left to go but, uh, for, this, for this show. The first one is uh, an incident that happened yesterday in the San Diego Pad- Padres dugout with Randy Machado and Fernando Tatis, going, Tatis Jr. going after each other. Um, uh, newsflash: the, the Padres are not making the playoffs. Um, I think they signed. I think that San Diego gave an extension to Tatis, the fourth richest extension in baseball history. By the way, I think they gave it to him, to him too soon. Um, I just think their whole team is imploding, and I think their manager is about to get fired. <clears throat> yeah, because they had a lot of. Off-season moves and signings that made them, you know, before the season started and when the season started, like the favorite, even over the Dodgers, and uh, it's it's all going to shit right now. It absolutely is, it absolutely is. But if I uh, can, <clears throat> I will read the story because there there is apparently a lot of a lot of players on the on the Padres that are. Pretty upset with Fernando Tatis right now. Um, so this is from this is on Bleacher Report. Tyler Conray wrote this earlier today. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s dugout blowout with Manny Machado was reportedly a long time coming. Um, Kevin AC of the San Diego Union Tribune reported that the situation has been per- had been percolating for weeks, with some veterans in the clubhouse growing frustrated. With Tatis's brooding as the team falls out of playoff contention, Machado was shown needing to be held back in the dugout as he screamed at Tatis at the shortstop out slash outfielder argued a fifth inning strikeout. While Tatis was not tossed for the incident, manager Jace Tingler came out of the dugout to protect Tatis and was tossed. Uh, Tingler said, "It's not." Uh, quote, it's not being viewed negatively. We're a family. We're not going to discuss the details, but we care. 
there's passion, there's frustration. Those are all emotions that are natural and those things happen. Uh, AC's report said that the incident confirmed the suspicion of some of the organization who felt Tinkler does, quote, does not possess the sway, unquote, to command respect from the team. Tingler is in his second season as Padres manager, his first time leading the ball club. Um, the Athletic is reporting that the situation was evidence of a leadership void in the Padres clubhouse. Tatis' emotions are said to greatly impact the team, whereas Machado has become, quote, preoccupied with matters beyond his control. Unquote. The Padres' late season swoon combined with tensions in the clubhouse could spell doom for Tingler despite posting a winning record in each of the two seasons with the franchise. It's possible the team looked for a veteran presence who can command respect from a talented but seemingly moody team. Uh, third Bay coach uh, Bobby Dickerson is also in the high seat amid gro- growing finger-pointing within the organization. There was a lot of hype put on this Padres team, especially after Tatis put signed that fourth fourth richest deal um, in the in the past off in in the off season. Um, he's been hurt a lot this season. He's missed multiple weeks with various injuries. They actually moved him. To, they actually moved him into the outfield to try to save his shoulders, which has caused him. To um, IL trips this this season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, his numbers. I mean, he has what 30, 38 or thirty nine home runs. Um, but yeah, this type this Padres team is imploding and it is imploding fast. What's your take? They're not that? performing. Um, they're not performing like they should be. I mean, they had some. Like they had some big trades and big signings. They they traded for you, Darvish. They traded for Blake Snell. Blake Snell mm-hmm. didn't really do much at the beginning of the season. You Darvish has been you Darvish, but um, it hasn't. It really hasn't been enough. And like Blake, right. you know, but yeah. And it, with uh, with Tatis being on having multiple IL stints this season, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. AJ Preller, the general manager of the team, like he's he's known for big signings. He, like you know, a couple of years ago they went and got Eric Hosma, um, but then the next year they blew it up. <laughs> you know, they blew it up because it was like, yeah, I, I gave you all this money. I get, I, I paid. You know, we paid a lot for this team, and they just wasn't producing results. And there was, right. like I said, there was a lot of hype with San Diego. Uh, coming into the season because of the season they had and the 60-game shortened um, pandemic season last year. Um, they just have not. like, And, you know, right now, I think they're three and a half or four games out of the second wild card in the NL. Uh, I don't – and, you know, this in this past weekend, they had a series against the, against the Cardinals who are now – yeah, like I said, now they lost all three games to the, to the Cardinals this weekend. Uh, it's not looking good for San Diego. Nope, nope. Stick a fork in them; they're done. Yeah, they. I, I would, ha- I would definitely agree. They're done. I mean, it, it, this is typical of St. Louis. Like they, you know, mediocre for most of the season, and then he come, and then late August and September, they just turn it up. It, it right every. It, it literally happens every year. <laughs> like when the Nationals beat them. 
when the Nationals beat them, when when they, you know, when the Nationals was on their World Series run uh, two years ago, they like said St. Louis went on a went on a streak. Then, then the Nationals swept them in four games, but. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, if, if, look out for look out for St. Louis. Look out for St. Louis because they do this every. It literally happens every year. <laughs> it literally happens every year. They get hot at the right time. You know, another team that's hot right now the fucking Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, they won again tonight. They won again tonight. And I, I, <laughs> New York, I don't. I don't see the Yankees. I don't see the Yankees making the playoffs this year. I don't see them getting that wild card spot. Well, being asked, I mean, I don't see them, yeah. that's going to come down to the last, uh, I, I think the last three games of the season, they played the Red Sox. And it, it's it's going to come down. I mean, it's, it's going to be close. It's going to be real close, but I'd like to see a one-game playoff. That's what I'd like to see between the Yankees and Toronto. If yeah, they end up I tied. Think- <laughs> And that would be a juicy game. That would be a juicy yeah. game. That would be a juicy game. So we have one comment. Uh, I'm going to play that. And then, Greg, warm up the Kyrie, warm up the, Kyrie, the, the hate Kyrie bus because we got some shit to talk about him. Here we go. I like your videos, thank you. And I like to watch them. Thank you. Well, okay. thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Even though you sound like you're... You sound like you're 12, but thank you for listening. Um, all right. Greg, you ready? It is that sec- it is that segment in the show where we get to bash Kyrie over the bullshit that he has said once again. Oh, boy. Kyrie, why? Why? Why, dude? Why you got to be a... Why you gotta be an asshole all the fucking time? Alright. So your boy Kyrie Irving. Your boy Kyrie Irving um has said that or there's is hinting that if the Brooklyn Nets trade him, he if he is ever traded by the Nets, he will retire. Will reportedly retire. Oh man. Alright. First of all, is there a trade for Kyrie that makes sense? If, no, if hypothetically, where could Kyrie go? I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't. I don't see a trade in the works. I don't see a plausible place that a plausible place that Kyrie could be traded to or traded. Four. Okay. Yeah, I don't see I don't see a place where he could get traded to or or who Brooklyn would trade for for him. Second of all, Kyrie. Second of all, Kyrie, just shut your fucking mouth and play. Like Mr. PTO himself. Oh my god. I, 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 I don't go ahead. I don't know if, I don't know of any teams that would actually want Kyrie right now. With him flying off the hook of all this flat earth shit and everything, and you know, forgive me you know, if, if if there's believers out there and, and everything, but 
I, Kyrie just doesn't know when to shut his mouth, like you just said. He just does not know when to shut up. Like, too, like, Kyrie, I get it. You're, you're, you're uber talented. You're uber talented basketball player. But look, if there's some mental health shit going on, go, 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 go find you a good sports psychologist and get the shit rectified and worked out. Yeah. I I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of, you know, in, in the New York area, in the Brooklyn area, wherever. Just, you know, if you're like he said, if you're having mental mental uh, breakdowns or whatnot, just go get some help. That's all. Yeah, I I just don't get it. I really, I really just don't get it. And uh, like I said, I don't know. How, I can't. I can explain it a little bit, but well, right? well, well. Here's here's the question, though. I, do you? Do you honestly think Brooklyn trades him? No. no. I don't either. <laughs> like I said, I don't see right now, I do not see any scenario that Brooklyn can trade Kyrie to. I don't see a team right now. I, I really don't. I don't see a team they can trade him to. And I don't see who Brooklyn will want in return. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's just. I mean, if none of this stuff came out in the news, like you know, it just all these off the wall comments, I'd retire from traded and blah blah blah. Well, okay, then nobody. They're not going to trade you then, or, or nobody's going to want to trade for you because you're going to retire. <laughs> so it, it just. I have no idea why he would say something like that. Okay, so he's already made the comments that he wants to retire. That he that he wants to retire early. This is nothing new from Kyrie. Like, um, so yeah, I'm just going to read from the from the story from Barstool Sports. Uh, the retire from NBA, retire from the NBA part wasn't all that surprising as he's been paying attention to Kyrie these last few years. It wasn't too long ago that he pretty much said he was hopefully that he was. He, that he would be hopefully retired in his early to mid thirties. <clears throat> um, so one of these quotes: When the Boston Celtics face the Atlanta Hawks in State Farm Arena on Friday night, they will become the latest team to see Hawks forward since Carter still serving in a, as an effective role player, uh, despite him rapidly approaching his forty-second birthday. According to then Celtics guard Kyrie Irving, though his career won't be lasting anywhere near that long. No. A quote, no, no, unquote, Irvin said with a smile before the Celtics held morning shooting around ahead of the game. Quote, once I'm done with this, hopefully in my early to mid-30s, I'm done with this. Kyrie is 29 years old. Okay. Kyrie is 29 years old. That quote that he made when he was a member of the Celtics, he said that hopefully he's retired by his early to mid-30s. You do. You're one way, one year away from being thirty. So, not only, not only does he has no leverage, the Nets have no leverage, and if they try to trade him, because teams know that Kyrie is on the record. Kyrie is on the record saying that he hopes that he's retired, and he's he's hopefully. Thinking of retiring in his early to mid thirties. Again, 
He's 29. He's, he's right now. He's 29 years old. How many years does he sign with Brooklyn? He signed a four year deal with Brooklyn. So and when does that three. expire? He's, he's in, in year, year three. three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's holding the Brooklyn Nets front office hostage. Right. Because like, like you said, I mean, and, and, all right, all right. Let here. Let's just throw this scenario out there. Say Brooklyn does trade him, and you brought this up. Mm-hmm. I cannot think. Like I, I'm thinking of all the teams right now that not not going to necessarily use him, but that would want him, or or, or the other way around. You know what I mean? Um, here's another here's another scenario. Yeah, this, go ahead. This is, he's in his third. This is the third year of that of that of that deal he signed with Brooklyn in twenty nineteen. This is the third season in that deal. Okay. He's angling for an extension, and I don't think Brooklyn is trying to give it to him. Let me not with further. him saying shit like he's in. Let me go right. Let me go further into that point. Pump back to the story. Just so you know, Kyrie is currently twenty nine. What this does. What this does do is pretty much kill any potential leverage that Nets might have in a potential trade. Who is going to give up anything of value for Kyrie when he's just going to immediately retire? It makes me wonder if the Nets were trying some funny business with his extension. Maybe some incentives in terms of games played or something. Or something. Maybe a clause that said you can't just leave the team for two weeks whenever you want. It's hard to know, but the timing of that leak is pretty interesting. Uh-oh. They'll be back soon, y'all. We're having uh, connection issues at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, anybody listen has any uh, thoughts or, uh, you know, maybe destinations that Kyrie could go to, please feel free to uh, leave us a comment. We'll, uh, we'll definitely get to it. I just think... Uh, <laughs> Kyrie is just digging himself a hole he can't get out of right now. So, I don't know. It's crazy. All right. Waiting on... Q and Greg to come back. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. There's Q. All right. Yeah. I see Greg just left. He probably has tech issues. Uh, So, yeah. I I, I don't. He is such an enigma. Enigma. Is that the right word to use? <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I really. I. I, just, I, just, I don't fucking know. I don't, and I don't and know. that's the thing. Most of the time, you, me, Greg, we, we, we have a thought or a you know, um, an, an answer, something. But this Kyrie shit, <laughs> I have no I have, answer. I have no. I don't thoughts. have a. I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue. I don't have a fucking clue. Like, cause I, 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 
crazy. Stop being a bitch, man. But if you don't want to play, <laughs> if you don't want to play, retire. Mm-hmm. If you want to play, then fucking play. Stop taking stop taking two weeks of PTO because you got a hangnail or or someone said something wrong to you in the media or you think the you think the world is flat or whatever the, or you're mad you're mad because they traded for because the Nets traded for James Harden. Dude. Or you come or you come to your former arena and you burn fucking sage. <laughs> yeah, that too. Forgot about that part. <laughs> oh, Kyrie. God damn it. Clearly <laughs> clearly there's something not right with him. Clearly. Dude, this, he was doing this shit. He was doing this shit at Duke. He was. I didn't follow him in his Duke days. Yeah, I didn't follow him during his Duke days. It it, it was brief. He only played uh, six games for them. Mm. He only played six games, six regular season games. I see, and 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 you know, I'm sure I said this, you know, a few months back when we were talking about it when the uh, the NBC uh, when the NBA season was winding down. But uh, I knew something wasn't right with that dude when. After they won the championship with uh, with Cleveland, mm-hmm. then and that's fought, that summer. He his way out. He yeah, his way out. like it, it, I was like, well, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go? Because he said he wanted to be the number one guy, and I'll bet you that has something to do with it here too. Of course, of course. Like, because I mean, you got KD and you got Harden. Clearly, you're not going to be the number one guy. You might not even are- be the number two guy. You are one C is one C. We don't Durant is alpha is the alpha. Durant is the alpha and Harden is one B. Yeah. And so actually, I mean those two those two you can interchange. They're interchangeable. Yeah. Like Harden can mm-hmm. Harden can definitely be the alpha if he wants. On certain nights. <laughs> On certain nights he is the alpha. And Durant right, right, gladly, right. Durant will gladly take a back seat. He's still going to give you 25, but he's not going to be the focus of the offense. It's going to be hard. Oh, man. Kyrie. Kyrie. God damn it. God damn it, you. Hey, look. I don't have any answers. I've run out of thoughts and answers on Kyrie Irving. Just shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. At this point, just shut up and dribble. Alright, our last story of the night. Our last story of the night goes into um, the recent news of this week where Manny Pacquiao has hung up his gloves for good. What's your thoughts? Uh, Well, I mean, um, it's about time. (laughs) Uh, I, 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 I mean, He's way, way past his prime. I mean, he just had what two fights that he lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> I'm not like and not just lose. He lost and not just lose. He lost some bad that that last fight that he was in. He lost badly. Okay, well, and and again, I mean, I don't follow boxing nowadays like I used to back in the day when it was actually fun to watch mm-hmm. and 
you know, actually stuff worth like watching. That. Yes, it was actually worth not, watching. Yes, and not and not looking at those fuck faces, Logan and, and Jake Paul. Well, I don't even want to. I don't even want to bring them them idiots up. But um, uh, but well, see, I, I think you know he got out of it, but he's also running for president of the Philippines now too. Yeah. So that that so, that also could have a lot to do with it too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Boxing sucks right now. Like, you can't, he, I mean, he was he, he was a great fighter today. I mean, pound Excellent. pound for pound, one of the best boxers that I've ever seen. Um, easily top five. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, when you know when your time comes, your time comes, man. I absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad Manny isn't going to be like Evander Holyfield. Holyfield oh. he took a fight. He took a fight with two weeks notice and got his ass handed to him. And yeah. on a and on a fight that had the former guy commentating on it, which makes it even even more laughable. Mm. It makes it even more laughable. So yeah, like Manny, you had a Manny, you had a great <clears throat> career. He had a great career. Go be president of the Philippines um, and enjoy retirement, dude. Yeah, go and enjoy retirement. Go run a country and, and, and go run a country and, and, and enjoy retirement um, at this point. Um, so we are going to hold off on the awards for this week, unless you unless you have one that you really really want to give out. Actually, I uh, see, yeah, I, you go right ahead. I don't, I don't have any. The Bill O'Brien, you know, you're a fucked up right award. The Adam Gates, why are you still here award? But this week goes to Alvin Kamara. Thank you for stinking up the joint. Thank you for costing us money on FanDuel and DraftKings, you <laughs> fucking loser. Uh, and yeah, go go fuck yourself and go swim with the go swim with the the alligators in Lake Pontchartrain on the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain this week. God damn it! Wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Alvin Kamara gets the same kind of heat that I had for for Antonio Gibson last week. Go, yeah, Antonio Gibson last week could gone, could have gone and fucked himself and gone swam with with the snake with the snakes in the bottom of the Potomac River, and that's how I feel about Alvin Kamara this week. Losing me, oh man, fuck him, <laughs> fuck him. I thought him. I thought he was matchup proof. I thought he was like Christian McCaffrey. You know, I thought he was matchup proof. Apparently, he's not. So, yeah. Uh, apparently, he misses he misses Drew Brees a lot. Yeah, that too. I don't know. We'll he, see. See, yeah, he yeah, like I said, he can go fuck himself and go swim with the alligators and make pocket train. <sighs> anyway, all right. So let's all go right. ahead and wrap, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Which may find you on uh, social media. Um, you can find me, um, on Twitter, uh, at little Italy. That's L I T T L I T A L Y. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, well, you can find me giving Kyrie Irving some, uh, some advice for mental health counselors that he needs to go see. Uh, and you can follow the show on Twitter at, why be father? You can follow us on Instagram at Young Black Pod. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I guess 
That'll be fine. I'm QDZ1906. I don't really tweet a lot much. These, uh, <laughs> I haven't tweeted a lot much recently. Um, but you can go through my life session. There's some things that you, man, some things you might, you know, might want to see. Anyway, uh, until next week. Also, um, not getting Greg. Uh, I think he, he had to run out. Uh, had to, you know, daddy duty. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Al Sharp Al Sharp Al Sharp Tongue at Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter. Um, until then, um, and until Kyrie Irving maybe goes and and and, and gets therapy, we will see you next week. <laughs> we're also going to have a, we're also going to do a special episode of our picks for um, week three later on this week. So watch out for that. Um, yep. We have we have the young, the young black and bothered, young black and bothered, bothered main podcast um, coming on coming live for you tomorrow. So um, catch us for that as well. And until then, we'll see you later this week. All right, y'all have a good week, and uh, yeah, all right, everyone have a good one, and God bless. Yeah. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.